Head on over to cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So, Look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. Welcome, everyone, to the Daily DVR Top TV of 2022 podcast. We've got a cast of six. We're ready to talk television. We're streaming live on Facebook and going out on the podcast airwaves. What a year of television it's been. You can check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Let's just get to introducing everyone. Let's start with the man behind the numbers, Mr. Andy. Andy, how are you doing? I am great. This is uh, always a really, really fun time, and I am glad that we're all doing it. I'm glad everybody showed up. One yes. of the most fun podcasts of the year. Yes, I am too. And you know what? We have someone special who we haven't heard from in a very long time coming to us from the East Coast. The man, the myth, the legend, Joe Bear is here. What's up, Joe? Oh, hello. Uh, yeah, longtime DVR fan here. We were just talking about how I met Axel and Heath at the Lost Finale party back in 2010, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> 2000. So, listening, you know, every single DVR podcast for 15 years, pretty much. Yeah. Baby. Except uh, the sports ones, but that's okay. <laughs> I always look forward to, to this one, too, especially the, the year-end stuff is really fun. Um, so, it's kind of a challenge putting my list together, but I'm excited about a lot of the stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, and to get to, I'll, I'll probably just zone out a lot of the times thinking I'm listening to a pod. <laughs> I, I do the same that I can thing. talk back solo starts talking and I'm, and then I'm like, am I listening? Am I on this podcast? What's yeah. happening? Uh, but it's, well, I don't know if you listen you. to me, but oh, we listen to you. There <laughs> he is. You. Nice solo. To meet you, Say hello, buddy. My name says W Axel Foley, but it's not. It's Heath. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, me and Axel started this pod, just me and him on random nights. I think, Donald might have joined us, who knows, and we used to do this. We'd go our top 10 and go 10 to 9 to, you know, and go through it. And then it's evolved into the DVR community. So it's great to have everyone because it's great to have perspective on other shows. You know, people mention shows like last year, The Only Murders in the Building was mentioned. And I had not seen it yet. And I watched it right after the pod and loved it. And of course, I didn't watch the second season this year. Um, but, but yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here, and uh, it's good to see uh, Andy's beautiful face. You know, it is. It's always good. To same, see same that. to you, Solo. It's always. And I love, I, I love the Ocean's Eleven poster, as I might have mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, baby. Well, speaking of beautiful, Jenny's here. Thanks, Axel. Hello, everyone. So happy to be here. Hi, Jenny. And speaking of beautiful again, Gina's here. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Festive, too. How are you doing, Gina? Yes. Point seven. Uh, very good. 
I'm doing well. Excited to be doing this today. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we got a lot of less um, from other people as well as we each have our own less. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to go through all of our lists first. We're each going to pick one show to kind of highlight, talk a little bit more about. Then Andy's going to give us some stats and everything, and we'll kind of open it up and talk about shows we were surprised by or maybe question other people's lists or whatever we want to do, just kind of open it up. But this way, we'll get all the list going first. And we're going to start where we ended last year. We made the man wait the entire podcast, but not this year, baby. Solo. Take it over, my friend. You get to go first. Whoa, what? What do I do again? Oh, no, just <laughs> All right, so I'm yeah, I'm going to run through my top 10, and then I'm going to circle back to one of the shows that I want to talk about. Uh, all right, so coming in at number 10, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. I'm a Celtics fan, but I really enjoyed this show. Number nine. American Gigolo, Showtime. Number eight, We Own the City, HBO. Number seven, Severance, Apple Plus, I think. Yeah. Yep. Number six is my most surprising that made the list, and maybe I'll discuss it later in the pod. The second season of The White Lotus. Did not see season one. Watch season two, and I love this season. Number five, Tokyo Vice, HBO. Number four, Stranger Things, Netflix. Number three, didn't make Axel's top 10, but Under the Banner of Heaven, Hulu. Number two, Better Call Saul, AMC. And my favorite show of 2022 is not Law and Order, SVU, or Organized Crime, <laughs> or Law and Order. It's Shining Girls, Apple Plus. So Shining Girls took it. I had the most fun and I I just loved that show to death. I mean, I'm still alive, but you know, so, okay. Tokyo Vice is a Michael Mann show uh, came out on HBO, I believe in April, May, Uh, a Western journalist working for a publication in Tokyo takes on one of the city's most powerful crime bosses and it stars Ansel Elgort, if I pronounce that name right, yep. plays Jake Adelstein, mm-hmm. um, Ken Watanabe, uh, Rachel Keller, Sho Kasamatsu, uh, amongst a, a very talented Japanese and maybe some Japanese-American cast. Um, as you know, I love true crime. I love the procedural and so going into this show, I was kind of like, okay, Michael Mann, I'm in. Uh, let's see what's going on with it. And it it sucked me in right away. They actually, the like teaser or the cold open is actually something we don't even see for the whole season. It's a big moment, but it didn't happen in season one. So it must be later on. But it's pretty much this kid, Jake Adelstein, he's, he's from you know the Midwest, uh, goes to Japan, he knows how to write in Japanese, knows how to speak it. And he's basically wants to be a journalist at the Japanese, big Japanese publication. So 
it, it, it's it's really like he's such an outsider. He's tall and skinny. He's living in this little apartment with no furniture, like kind of like living in Andy's bathroom or Russell Wilson's bathroom. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> one of 12. One of 12. I only have 11 bathrooms here solo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because there's a point where he takes the exam to, you know, to qualify to possibly become a uh, journalist and it's in Japanese. And right off the bat, they're like, you know, it's in Japanese, right? And, and Axel left. What Axel didn't want to hear about Tokyo Vice? Um, so uh, I'm here. I'm just so... turning the camera off for a second. So oh, can... there you are. I saw, I saw my name. That's why. Um, I just needed anyway. some privacy. <laughs> Had trouble breathing, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Always taking, always taking the stage. But anyway, I mean, they're like, you know, it's in it's in Japanese, right? And he's like, yeah. I mean, and he finishes quick. He's right. He gets the job, and of course, there's one scene where he walks into the office with all the new hires, and they're like, "Get him out of here! Get this white man out of here!" They're like, "He doesn't. What is he doing here?" Anyway, it's so it, it's that struggle in him, but he's immersed in the culture, and he's really there's a big murder, and he wants to dig deep, and he kind of learns the ropes how to befriend uh, Japanese detectives, take them out. And, and to, to get information, so it, it really works on that whole thing, uh, but it, it, it really is remarkable. And uh, you know, Ken Watanabe is the main detective he kind of hooks up with, and they're investigating this murder and this crime syndicate. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but I highly recommend it, and it's worth it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil too much, but it, it's well written, well done. Uh, I'm really kind of into Japanese culture and that whole, so it taking place in Tokyo, it just like it sucks me in right away. Yeah. Like like axles into Alaska and snow. Um, I, I just get sucked in like that. And so it, it's a great show. I loved it. And uh, it's on HBO Max. And it's and there is going to be a second season at some point. Ho hopefully. But I believe there is. Um, but it, yeah, it's a great show and I love it. And uh it might have been higher, but I really loved the other shows a little bit more. I, I solo, I will second Tokyo Vice. I'm only about three episodes in. There's so much TV, and with the subtitles, it is one of those shows where you can't be doing other things. You want to be paying attention, like 1899. You want to be paying attention. Let's do a vouch. Let's add a vouch thing to the show people picked. Did anyone else watch Tokyo Vice? No. Okay, so I'm the only there, one vouching for it. I, I knew, I knew is, my audience. <laughs> there was, there is, out of all the lists submitted, there was four other people that have it on their list. They're just not here. Oh, cool. All right, cool. All right, let's keep it moving. Jenny, you're up. All right. <laughs> well, my um, six through ten, I didn't really have in any particular order, so I'm just going to read them in the way I have them on my list. So, um the boys, you guys talked this up last year and I had literally no interest in it. It didn't seem like anything I would want to watch. Watched the first episode with my husband, was totally hooked. Um, the show called The Peripheral, on also on Amazon Prime. Uh, I had just recently heard about it from some people at work. And when we started watching it, I realized it was the one that Lisa 
and Lisa Joy and what Jonah Nolan or yep. whatever created. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me a lot of Westworld and it was just, it was really cool. And I really liked that as well. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. I agree with you, Axel, that the last two seasons seem like they should have been one extended season. Uh, <laughs> glad June's murder face made less appearances as the season wore on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Crazy thinking of certain characters raising their children together, because I'm not trying to spoil there. And we could have used a little more of Janine and Aunt Lydia. Um, what we do in the shadows, so much fun. Yes. And uh, uh, baby Colin was, <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. so not trying to spoil. Uh, Dark Winds on AMC. Uh, I I DVR'd this months ago and just recently watched it and it was okay. uh, it was totally enjoyable. Nice. So now we're to my top five. Number five, I have Interview with the Vampire. I love these books. I read all the Vampire Chronicles years ago, and her uh, Mayfair Witches books. And um, this adaptation, I feel like, is really true to the nature of the story, though it's not like verbatim like how game of thrones was with season one it was like almost exactly the first book um i feel like the season was really too short i would have uh, liked for it to be longer some of the effects were a little corny but i think that that was on purpose uh to make it keep from getting (laughs) too totally gruesome (laughs) but i really enjoyed that show um i watched station 11 this year and i think it was it bill that had mentioned in the group that if anybody hadn't watched it to get it i watched it because of that and i'm so glad i checked it out i i enjoyed the way the story was told hopping through uh, all the timelines and uh then we finally had all the pieces and i felt like it was really compelling and interesting um Number three, 1883. I watched all of that this year on Paramount. Um, the story of the Button, Dutton family's trek to Montana was gut-wrenching and gut-wrenching and mm. beautifully told. I love the voiceovers with Elsa as the storyteller. Mm. Stunning scenery, beautifully sad tale. Uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, what can even be said? <laughs> I feel like Axel covered it in uh, his coverage this season. Um, they did an amazing job wrapping this story up faithfully and I enjoyed the whole split season. And my number one was house of the dragon on HBO. I love this production. It isn't game of Thrones, but it tells the history well. And I enjoy the more thoughtful perspectives they're giving the women in the series. And I feel it was extremely well done and look forward to seeing more. Nice. And I don't need to like go into any of those right now. If we hit on stuff later, it's cool. Can I give Jenny one question? Yeah, sure. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I just started interview with the vampire about four in. Mm-hmm. And I felt, you know, I'm familiar with the books and the Tom Cruise. I mean, I read the fir- first book 30 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I understood it then. But I'll mm-hmm. probably, I should go. Back. But um, I'm assuming, and you kind of mentioned it, that it's clo- a lot closer to the book than the commercialized oh 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 (laughs) that movie that movie is (laughs) i I mean it was fun it It was fun but it was not the book (laughs) so this is i mean this is not um like this is moved to the 1920s whereas the book was set in like the 1700s right right um so it's a different 
uh, era, but I feel like they adapted it well to the era where they placed it. And um, the character of Louis was, I, I don't believe that he was black, but I don't know that for certain. I don't recall because it's been too many years since I read right. it. But regardless, I feel like reg- I loved <laughs> him as that character. What was it? Grey Worm? <laughs> yeah, Grey Worm. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is, but I, I really thought it was great. And it is much more faithful to her story. And they're dropping little Easter eggs in there mm-hmm. uh, about um, different characters that are in her vampire chronicles that weren't necessarily talked about in the original interview with the vampire book so yeah and she is a producer i believe on the show too well she's so. passed yeah. away but she oh, was she, a pro- she, she yeah. was a wow. producer before now that's some supernatural in- shit there they were in production um when she passed away she uh, passed away during covid i, I bet her son already is, in production I her, son hus- is her son involved. is also yeah her son yeah. is okay. also yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, rice is something that's that was not uh that was <laughs> that was real shit she was writing there um i i have to i'll also um vouch for interview with a vampire i loved 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 this show so much and i'll just say sam reed who plays lestat for me perfection that is when I think of that kind of like hyper sexualized vampire that that guy. Oh, my God. He knocked it like for me. I actually think that he's like my actor of the year in any show. I thought he he knocked me out every time he was on the screen. I was like, this is a vampire, man. Like he just oozed sexual like he just wanted to fuck everything. You know what I'm saying? Like. There was just like a carpet on the ground. He fucked that carpet. You know what I'm saying? Like he, but he, and then he'd eat it. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. I loved him. And you're totally oh. right. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jacob Anderson. Oh yeah. Who we all know from Game of Thrones also knocked me out. And let's not forget Eric Bogazian, however you pronounce his name. He's in it as the classic reporter, Mm -hmm. ex-junkie, and like just perfect role for him. I love Interview with a Vampire. Love it, love it, love it. And he's a Law & Order Criminal Intent alum, just to let you know. Oh, yeah. Talk radio. (laughs) Love that. And that Steven Seagal sequel on the train. Under siege too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll just jump in. I've, I'll vouch for this too, and it's actually my number four. And I was going to talk about it more, but maybe I'll just talk about it more now. But I felt the adaptation was so amazing because they did modernize it from the book. But I think that, and I I don't believe Louis was black in um, or Creole rather in in the books, but. I thought they made kind of an intentional decision to to go that way and to really bring up more of kind of the issues of being black and mm-hmm. being a queer man. And um, it was just so smart, I think, what they did with it. And that's why I put it in my top 10, because I think if you look at adaptation from house of the dragon to adaptation of interview with the vampire it was just like they took risks with interview and went in a certain direction and it just worked 
and kept working. Like even the aging of Claudia worked beautifully because she was more of a child and in the movie and the book. Um, and yeah, Jacob yes. Anderson. Yes, she was definitely, yeah. she was definitely a child in the book. She yeah. was not a, a tween. Right. And 14. Jacob Anderson, I think she's 14 is what yeah. said she was can like can act his ass off. I was yeah. very hesitant. Like I only watched this a couple of weeks ago. Cause I was like, Oh, Grey Worm, the grunting, the one yep. word answer. How is this going to be? And yeah. he, like, I think it was like the second or third episode in, I was just like, damn, where, like, yeah. what a waste of his talents on Game of Thrones, quite honestly. Yeah. Right. Right. If it wasn't for He's that, amazing. he might not have had this opportunity. And I was, he was there, just there nice. To, he was just nice to look at on Game of Thrones. He didn't have to act there. And now he's, oh yeah, he's <laughs> acting he's his nicer ass off. He's yeah. still nice to look at. Exactly. Yeah, he's still nice to look at. <laughs> yeah, the looks too between <laughs> yeah. the present day and the past the way yeah. they change Very. the way he, everything is so yeah. subtle. It's a, such a high quality show that really didn't get a lot of press and AMC no. I know is like going through issues. So I just don't think that they gave it the marketing push that right. it deserved the new Orleans setting. And what you mentioned, Gina, the way that they showed a certain time in America when mm-hmm. the show starts it doesn't matter so much that he's Creole, right? But as America changes and people right. come into New Orleans, they push him out, right? Yeah. To a certain mm-hmm. section he has. And the way they deal with it is is very matter of fact. It's frank. It's part of the story, you know? So I think that it just, yeah, I loved it too, guys. I, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. amazing. It's yeah, on my I, list too. I need less that on my poker games. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah, definitely, right? <laughs> um, I thought, and I mean, the Tom Cruise thing, I mean, Brad Pitt was way too, too depressed as Louie. Tom Cruise was just way too much of a clown yeah, in no, that, in the movie. It was but terrible. I, yeah. I, like I mean, it really was. It was just like I, yeah. a fun little watch, but it was like, yeah, this is not that book. And I, I think that's <laughs> a reason I was hesitant to watch the series too, because I just kind of still have the, bad taste of that movie in my mouth like Tom 30 Cruise years is later a sexual person that ever existed to me i just i i think he yeah. is just like movie well, star you know what i mean like i don't well when I'm he not, was young and fair relatively That's unknown the when the first dance. top gun came out <laughs> yeah and and you know and yes risky business yes then he had some sex appeal but that was like way before he became a robot. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Before Zenu took over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No offense to any Scientologists out there. Hail Zenu. <laughs> I'm not going to do any hail thing. Uh oh. I'm now, now I've really got it. Oh, yeah. You're going to be getting mail. Careful, Foley. Careful, Foley. People at your door. Joe, yeah, Joe we lost off. Joe. Oh, like, he'll pop back on. Back he was on, next yeah. too. I was just like, I was just going to oh, say, there he is. He's coming back. Oh, wow. We got a background here. Well, I, I uh, moved floors so that the Wi-Fi would be better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing, Joe, because I was just about to say we haven't heard from you in a bit. So why don't you tell us your list? All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I kept cutting out. So I just want to make sure I could uh, come through clearly here. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to make a list like this, of course, because you're trying to decide the best versus a subjective, like what I like the most. But I kind of just had to go with what I was the most excited to watch throughout the year. Uh, like and it. when the finale came, what was the thing I was most looking forward to coming back? 
Uh, so let's see. Number 10, I had Severance. Uh, nine, The Bear. Eight, Atlanta. Uh, seven, 1899. Best finale since Life on Mars, Heath. Uh, <laughs> six, White Lotus, even though it's not done yet. Uh, five, Stranger Things 4. Yeah. Uh, four, Andor. Three, Rings of Power. Two, House of the Dragon. And one, Better Call Saul. All right. Um, I'd like to talk about Better Call Saul, unless you think we're going to have a, another time to talk about that later. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Axel, uh, I think, talked about it enough, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, when it came to making the list, it was uh, it was nice to have something that was I could feel so confidently about being number one. Like, it felt like, to me, no question that it was the best thing I saw. Um, uh, you know, every episode did feel like a little, little movie, short film. And the way that the crew and everybody who had been working together for so long since Breaking Bad, you could really feel that toward the end, especially... Uh, the confidence and the sort of slickness to it all uh, was just so satisfying to watch, especially for a story that you're so invested in to get to see it uh, executed so well Uh, was such a unique kind of feeling too. Like, I don't know when we'll feel that sort of um, because you felt like it was from the beginning of Breaking Bad all the way then to Better Call Saul was sort of one big journey. Um, So seeing that end in such a way that I thought was really uh, well done felt uh, like a really special moment and I felt like you could feel that weight when you're watching it um but yeah I don't know I'm not sure what what else there is to say about the specifics of it but I just thought so many creative choices there and like uh, the way that you I think everybody was expecting certain things to happen and the way that they managed to surprise you and still uh satisfy you at the same time I thought was a really uh cool thing to be witness to like I'm really glad I got to watch in real time as well yeah man Joe, the thing I have to tell you, spoiler alert, Better Call Saul is surprisingly not number one for me. And I think the reason why is I need like some time or some distance from it to even kind of like soak in the depth that you're talking about. Because I also rewatch Breaking Bad. And to do that at the same time as the podcast, I felt like I lived in the world with him. I was yeah. like living with Jimmy and Kimmy. And well, you washed my car. I know. The other day. <laughs> uh, it it was just yeah that that breath of it that you mentioned is something that I couldn't quite capture. And then as you're saying it, it kind of makes me feel that way too because what the things that they did in the show to incorporate the whole entire story into it made made you really feel like the trip was worth it and not like they forced it either i didn't feel like it was forced you know i felt yeah. like really like the like spoiler alert there's some flashback scenes that i felt really at first i was like huh and then they soaked in and it really strengthened particularly one scene between kim and a character from breaking bad I mm-hmm. at first I was like, huh? And then as we talked about it on the pod, I can remember just loving it more and more and then actually like going right. back and just watching that scene. But yeah, what a crew. I mean, that's the ultimate TV making crew. They just have created like a studio system for this show. And it's just, and when Heath and I had the chance to talk to Jeremy Bitsui, that was like his number one thing. And that, and he was said like before we recorded, just like these people are my brothers and sisters. Like this is my family, 
You know, right. like I run into people all the time from the show. It's just, it's such a beautiful thing. You know, it's funny, Joe Bear, because it's like, how do you do a list? Your favorite, the best, the, the most you've been anticipating. And I, like for me, I mean, Shining Girls is one, but Better Call Saul to me was the best made show of the year. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, I mean, it was phenomenal. And we had such a fun time doing it uh, and covering it. And, but it's just like, it's just when you, when Axel mentioned the team, when you get into that rhythm, it's like they took so many chances and it worked. And it was just so visually stimulating. The writing was great. The acting, I mean, we all, we all know, I mean, all of us probably would say that if we're not into the characters or the actors, it's, it, it, it's tough for us to continue with the show or really get invested and when you when you get invested right away, it's you know a lot of these shows. It's like, oh, I'm in. I mean, there's some shows where I'm like, oh my god, I, I don't think I could do this. I'd rather watch this other show, you know. But it, you know, it's the way it is. But yeah, Better Call Saul. I mean, good good pick. And it, I mean, it it was remarkable. And I think you're right, Axel. It's going to be even more appreciated later on. Yeah, because there was so much given to us in a week to week, and we appreciated it, but I think we're going to appreciate it more 10 years from now, you know? Yeah. Anybody else want to talk about better call Saul? I think the other thing, I think like what you were saying about not having enough time to soak in, at least like for a large portion of us on this call right now, right after that ended, we immediately went into Westworld and then immediately into Lord of the, or not Lord of the, well, Lord of the Rings too, but uh, um, Game of Thrones, all that stuff right away. So there wasn't a whole lot of time That's to really true. think about Better Call Saul because <laughs> right. there was all this stuff coming at us. All the, part of it, like and what you were saying too, Heath, about when the show doesn't hit with you, you change because there's so much other TV on right now. Why, if you don't like something right away, change it. So like with everything just constantly barraging us, it was hard to, because Better Call Saul is places a lot lower on my list than I thought it was originally. And I think that might be part of it is I just haven't had the time to, really sit and think about that show because yeah. it's so, it's like eating a steak every night for dinner it's yeah. there's a lot there well very so, rich. You know, yeah what happened was i mean we had covid and all this stuff and then it was the emmy dump what late april to may they dumped yep. like 20 shows on us mm-hmm. that all yeah. like i haven't i'm a i'm an italian american and i haven't seen the offer yet like i just <laughs> <laughs> what 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 I mean, I don't know. Ooh. My dad's like, hey, I the gaze. Why are you fucking not watching? Um, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I got to watch the offer. What am I thinking? It's, and it's just, there's so much. And this, because like last year I had Yellow Jacket 6. I would, now that I, you know, I lost, I watched the last several episodes into 2022. That would be number three on my list now because I got time to think about it and yeah. Yeah. And really, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like my favorite show that one of my favorite shows that I didn't give enough uh, credit to. But yeah, that's the way. All right. I I'd like someone. I'd like to put the offer out to anyone in the DVR network to do a a ordered list timeline of the Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad episodes, so you could watch like. Saul and then when it intersperses with Breaking Bad and you might be watching a Saul then a Breaking Bad a Saul then a Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, I'm like, sure someone did I, it. I want uh, that timeline because I think that would actually put more of an interesting spin on it. But I do have to say 
I don't think Better Call Saul would have ever worked if that's what they started with. Like, I think you have to have the Breaking Bad foundation oh, in order for that show to mm-hmm. work. That's a good point, Gina. I think, yep. and especially because the begin the first couple Better Call Saul really was a different show in the last couple seasons. It became so much more like Breaking Bad. You know, the drama between Chuck and Jimmy was took up so much. And that's just like family dynamics. You know what I mean? So you st- you yeah. had the mic stuff going on, too. But well, I, I remember felt- when a lot of that was a lot of the Mike and Chuck st- or the Saul and Chuck stuff that was going on. I remember a lot of people in those first couple seasons like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I knew yeah. a lot of people that I knew in r- real life that were like, yeah. I'm out on that. It's not breaking bad. I think yeah. the people that k- stuck with it were the ones that eventually we knew it was going to lead up to probably seeing Brian Cranston again or lead up with that timeline. I think that's why most people hung on. And I mean, it was paid off, but so many people jumped off because of that, I think in the early seasons. Wow. What a show. One other thing I'll say before we move on one second, like uh, I work, so I work at a library. I think I've mentioned that before, but a lot of times it's like working at a DVD, like at a rentals place because people (laughs) still check out the breaking bad DVDs and the better call Saul DVDs all the time. I do that at my local library. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'm a big supporter. I find myself um, talking about it and thinking about it in relation to Breaking Bad a lot because people are asking me, like, can I watch this without watching Breaking Bad? And a, a coworker of mine just watched Better Call Saul and then she moved on to Breaking Bad, but she had never seen Breaking Bad. And, you know, really? she loved Better Call Saul and she's kind of having a harder time with Breaking Bad because Walter is just so unlikable the whole time. <laughs> and when you think about it, like, he for really, me, Better Call really Saul. Is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, as, as bad as some of the things Saul does is like, it's a much better hang show. Like you're tuning in a better call Saul and you're watching, I think of like Jimmy and Kim, like eating ice cream in bed or like doing all these other mm-hmm. things that are just so, yeah. uh, it, you know, I don't know. It's just a much more kind of watchable show in that sense. Like I feel like it's something everybody could enjoy, but it is a, a difficult entryway because that first season or two does feel very different to where it ends up. And it's, I think people are always going to have that little bit of a hesitation about I'm watching something that's a prequel to something else that I haven't seen. And even if you were to watch Breaking Bad, as much as we see of Saul in that, like it might not be enough for some people to be like, oh, I want to watch a whole show about this jerk. Uh, but <laughs> that's a good point. The things, it's like the things that make Better Call Saul so good in terms uh-huh. of his character development are the same things that keep it from being accessible to as to a lot of other people, I think. Yeah, that's why it's just a unique thing. Like it always it is to us. It happened as it happened. And as you're explaining, other people can now come and experiment with the method in which they watch it. But I think that the way it rolled out, I think, is the way to go. I would actually, if someone said to me, what should you do? I would say watch Breaking Bad first. And then yeah. watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, because, because they are definitely different yeah. animals. And the mm-hmm. whole show is different. Like, it, and even it, Saul's the way different. It's directed, yeah. the way it's shot, every the cinematography, everything changes in the last couple seasons of Breaking Bad that then becomes Better Call Saul. Where and it, it, the film work is really at such a higher caliber in Better Call Saul than Breaking Bad. But the frenetic story pace of Breaking Bad is addictive. So mm-hmm. it is kind of, you know, it, 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 it can go either way. You really can. But what a great experience. Yeah. Um, let's keep it moving. Thank you, Joe. All right. Let's keep it moving to Gina. Gina. Okay. Share with us your list. 
All right. So number 10, I have season five of The Crown on Netflix. This was the best season yet, in my opinion. We're at, you know, kind of the Diana Charles split. And it was really emotional, actually. Not that I'm a huge Royals fan in general, but I think the way they're telling this story as a story is uh, has always been really compelling. Um Number nine is Bridgerton. I gave this a shout out on my list last year, even though it had broken, like, I think in December after we recorded the show in 2020, but um, I wasn't really looking forward to the second season, but um, because Anthony was going to be the main <laughs> focus, but yeah, Jonathan, douche. <laughs> but, but Jonathan Bailey and Simone Ashley, like the mm-hmm. two romantic interests, they're chemistry was fire and if there's ever a show that demonstrates the art of foreplay it is Bridgerton um it's just like one of those shows that you just like almost almost (laughs) ah, ah. (laughs) anyway um number eight I have American Gigolo as well I think John Bernthal he always gets like typecast as the asshole but he is, no jokes aside, the a hooker with a heart of gold in this show. He's so, it just he's playing such a different character. It's really like enjoyable to see him act like a normal person and not like a thug. So, um, and I just think it's put together really well. It's it's very interesting um, to see what they've done with it. Is that on Showtime? It is on Showtime. I yes. need to watch that. Yep. Yeah, is a and fan. it, yeah, and it start like the start music for the show is Blondie's "Call Me," so it's just like awesome. Um, it sets the tone for sure. Uh, number seven is "Inventing Anna." This was a limited series uh, based on a true story starring Julia Garner. And it was just so freaking over the top. And she's incredible. Like you watch her as Ruth and Ozark. This was a completely different character. She's got like a freaky ass accent. <laughs> it's just, um, it was an incredible show and just kind of. Uh, I really like that one too, Gina. Yeah, it was. Um, it was fun. Yeah, very fun and kind of unbelievable. It was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but true. <laughs> um Euphoria is my number six. Now, um, Mr. Lacombe, I think had this, might've had this as his number one last year. And everyone at the time, including me was like, I don't want to watch a bunch of high school kids get high and have a lot of sex and everything, which does happen. But I think the thing that makes this show so interesting is that it's a lot about um, the ties between mental health issues and addiction. And um, it's more about that than kids gone wild type of thing. And I watched after a couple people suggested it. I watched the first couple episodes. I didn't stick with it because I guess it just didn't hit me right. But my preconceived notion about it was dispelled because it starts right off. Yeah, it's very much about addiction and coping and self-realization and i did like the kind of magic realism that it had in it i think that that's kind i like when television goes in that direction um and i know some people make fun of it like there was some play and they were like they must all be millionaires or something and (laughs) i I guess that's kind of part of the magic realism of it is that it's a question of 
what is reality, and especially in your teen and early 20s years, I think reality can be quite fleeting. Right. Maybe that's just um, me. Well, and I didn't, I didn't really initially think that season two was going to make my list as I was watching it, but they actually got to that, the two, the two episodes that focus on the play and it was so brilliant. And I, you know, it was, it was just kind of incredible that yes, they produced this show that was this as high school students, whatever, but um, that actually sealed it for making my number six. It was just so over the top. Um, Is that on stars? uh, HBO HBO Max. HBO. HBO. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out with your description of it. I'm going to have to give it a chance. Yeah. And I also wanted to watch it because Zendaya won best actress for the second year in a row. And I'm like, what's this all about? Because Mm. I was very much a um, yellow jackets. You know, I wanted um, Melanie Lansky Lansky to win for that. And I watched it. I'm like, okay, yeah, Zendaya really deserves that. So um, it's pretty. It did did make Mike's list. I am in possession of Mike's top 10 list and it did make it again. So. All right, cool. I was skeptical too about it, but like, uh, the hyper realism thing to Axel, like that comes along with that. It's a great filmmaking. Like there's a lot of really cool, uh, it, it, because the show is kind of just so out there from the beginning, it gives them the opportunity to come in and do really crazy episodes and a lot of cool stuff with the camera. And like, it's a really, uh, entertaining show to watch. Like it's, it's just nice to have something that every episode, you know, you're going to be entertained, but you don't know how that kind of thing. But I was definitely skeptical. And then I watched a bunch of season one in a row and it kind of won me over. And then, season two was a lot of fun too so yeah you guys yeah. are gonna make me watch try and watch this show again damn it yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna have to give it a shot because it just did not sound appealing but i gave the boys a shot on a fluke because i was trying to put something on that my husband would be interested in and then i got sucked in with that first episode and i was like damn this really is good <laughs> <laughs> i um, hate to love it but <laughs> I love to hate it too. (laughs) So I'm going to have to give Euphoria a try. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's worth it. Um, So in the top five, I have somebody somewhere on HBO max. I know Andy, you had a, like as the farm boy in me, and it was kind of like the small town girl in me. Um, You know, if I had to go home, I was like a musical theater person in high school. If I had to go home for some reason, back to my small town and live, how would I find my crew of like, you know, misfit outcast friends in, in this very Trumpian town type of thing. And I just like, anytime she got up to sing, it was just so filled with emotion. I just cried. And, um, I just, I was sad that it ended after seven episodes. I'm like, but I I need like three more episodes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was way too short. And that's, the thing I think the thing that hit me about it hard is like the thing. I mean, li- me living in a small town, besides seeing shots of cornfields all the time, which I well, not right now because it's covered in snow, but most of the year I can look out my window and see that. It was things like trying to find people that are into the arts and things like that. Like yeah. that's part of the reason why I do this podcast with all of you guys because there's not a lot of people around here that I mean, people watch movies, but they're not into art or yeah. just the arts in general, like I am, and that's a huge part of that show. And there's other yeah. little things like there's. Her, da- uh, her dad at one point is carrying around a, a fence post pounder. And I literally had just done that that afternoon. I'm like, oh my God, this is, so like I said, there was times where it hit a little too close to home, but I just, I love, I really love the show. I just wish it would have been longer. Yeah. 
it was just something like you never would really think it gets made. And there's so much reason for shows like that to be made for sure. Love it. Um, Number four, Interview of the Vampire, which I think we discussed at length. Um, number three, Severance from Apple Plus. I did get on the Apple Plus bandwagon. I just, I was blown away by the show. I just like kept watching it and kept watching it. And I find all the any characters, at least the like the four we see that work together, like they're all very likable. And some of them on the outside are likable. We're finding out others are not so much. That was kind of at the very end. But um, I, I just think it's so different and kind of working in the world of tech, which I have from since like I graduated college, basically, like I could see something like this happening, actually, like, and, you know, talking about work-life balance is like such a huge topic for for people that are working kind of day jobs behind a computer and um, in high pressure situations. And so it was really just kind of blew me away that this could be what that reality looks like. And then how do the revolutionaries crack the code on it, which um, I can't wait for next season. I think it's just going to be super fun. Um, number two, I, I doubt anyone else will have this on their list. But it's a show on Netflix called Heartstopper. And it is the all the feels high school teen romance. It takes place primarily at a British boys school, um, although there's a British girl school involved, too. And it's just like the freaking cutest feel good makes your heart like tighten and with, you know, burst and you'll have tears. It was just like. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just like, I felt so good after watching it. It was kind of like you get that like love on the spectrum feel. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot about know. this show. This to me, uh, this is like this last year, there was an Irish show about a guy and a girl on Netflix that became really big. And it was, I, I don't remember the name of it, I but remember. I think that this year that this is the show heart stop. I've uh, heard a lot. This is really popular. Um, with the teen twenties, yes, people. Yeah, as well. it's very, it's, a very, it's popular very much show. coming of age, ex- exploring. I don't even want to say exploring your sexuality. It's more like figuring out your sexuality. Um, and it was just the boys in it were just so darling. I was you just like are cheering for them the whole time. Um, so so cute. And then um, my number one is the bear on Hulu. Um, it, I, I binged it. I didn't watch it as it was coming out. I watched it afterwards. I binged it and then I turned around and I binged it right over again. And I'll probably do it another <laughs> time before the year's over because I just thought the cast as an ensemble was incredible. I think anyone that's done something like theater or work in a restaurant or where you have a really big goal to or you know film i'm sure heath would you kind of oh i just what you're describing my life right now yeah when you have like a close group knit of people and you're you're trying to strive for something bigger and work together like like sometimes everything clicks and it's amazing and sometimes you have a lot of kinks to work out and i just think it was just so like real life in a way i don't know i just the cast is incredible it was super fast paced you just you're rooting for these guys to really succeed 
a lot of stumbling blocks, but it was just, I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely binge it again. I think before the year's over, but have you seen shameless? No, I haven't. So Jeremy Allen white, that's his name, right? The main Mm -hmm. character, Mm -hmm. Carmi, um, he plays lip in shameless that was on showtime. I think all of it's on Netflix now, but, um, the character he plays in this is different, but very similar to the character he played in Shameless, who I I grew to love. I didn't love him at first, but there were lots of seasons of Shameless. And it's a very entertaining show, but I watched it mostly because of him. And it was weird how it it I liked that it was very short. And I I sort of binged it. I mean, I didn't watch it like all in a day or anything, but I I didn't watch it as it came out either. And I really enjoyed it as well. But part of it was because I was already familiar with him as an mm-hmm. actor and he was playing a very similar character. And I, I really loved it too. I thought it was a great show and I'm looking forward to more seasons. Yeah. I got to watch yeah. this show. This has gotten yeah, reviews. I know that there, I, I believe that there's a no cut episode, like a one shot episode in it. Yep. That got a lot of praise as well. That actor is now going to star in some big movie. I heard he's really breaking out. I really got to watch this because I did. I actually worked a fair amount. Um, I was never a waiter, but I did. I did a uh, catering and like stuff in kitchens, like in Burger King and stuff. The only time I ever waited, I was carrying this thing. Like it was like all these all this fucking food because that's what you can. Yeah, that was at my wedding. wedding. You were <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was. It was at the Short Hills Mall in New Jersey, and I was walking, and this lady like knocked into me, and I was, and I just this thought. And it was my probably head. over her head because you're a thousand. That's feet what tall. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was. Gonna <laughs> I said to myself, too, I was like, I am too Gina. large to be doing. I just, I can't. Jenny brings it real. This is not for me. And I literally went into the back and called CD World, and I was like, Are you still hiring? And the guy was like, Yeah, come on down. And I quit the job and went directly to CD World and started working because I couldn't. <laughs> That's like you got a big old tray and there's like little short people walking around. That's just all bad. (laughs) It's like a Disney show or something. But anyway, the bear. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. The frenetic pace of even I I watched the first 10 minutes of the first episode and I was it was like late at night and I was like, I can't take this right now. I'm going to I'm going to have it's not nighttime viewing because you'll be up. That was keep, that yeah. was one I said actually that the ads on Hulu are actually okay because the pressure cooker is so high all the time that having a little thirty second break Dude, for a commercial was not a bad thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, in a weird way, I used to have to take breaks in watching Breaking Bad when it was on because it was like so stressful. Yeah, this is <laughs> almost as equally stressful in in a way, but in a in a healthier better it, way i don't know but it's just like you're that kind of amped right. up because it's so high pressure well they're, it really, they're making it, sandwiches not blue meth it's oh but you know it, what it's it's almost like more volatile the <laughs> not violent I, but volatile the thing that i compare it the most to it feels a lot like uncut gems that adam sandler film from a couple oh, years ago it's great. it's not nearly as so hardcore as uncut gems but it has yeah. that same tension building and great there's call, very rarely man. a release and it reminds me a lot of that movie. Oh, those Safty brothers, man. They are, I, I freaking love them. And that dude, Ben, he's a good actor, too. Um, Kevin Garnett, like yeah. Him. 
Mm -hmm. KG, yeah. KG, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You had it for a while. (laughs) All right. Gina, thank you for your list. Number one, the bear. Let's move it on to the man, the myth, the legend. Well, I'll ask you, Andy, you're going to do the stats. So do you want to go now? Should I go now? Or do you want to double it up? You want a little break in between? Uh, Why don't we just do a little break in between? Okay, so uh, like, I'll, like, kind of like I'll watching, now. yeah, uh, yeah, the bear, the bear. And I've also still, I've still got Mike's list too that he has, he saved for the podcast, so yeah, I can read Mike's do, list. Yeah, too. whatever list you, yeah, you. When we do the stats, you can go over. Okay, yeah, let's hit your list, man. Okay, all right, my, Ando. <laughs> my number ten, uh, Reservation Dogs. I don't think a lot of people have been watching this show yet. It's unlike anything else on TV. I mean, it takes place on an Indian reservation or a Native American reservation, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just, it, it gives you a peek into a world that you just never Great show. never see. And it's on FX, which FX is once again becoming the most interesting network on television, I think. there's Every show is unique and weird, even if it's not good. Most of them are great, though. Big fan of that. Um, number nine, this one shocked me. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. If you're a Star Trek fan, have ever been a Star Trek fan, watch this show. It is awesome. Best Star Trek since Next Generation, I think. I just, I absolutely loved it. Number eight, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. (laughs) Just one of those shows that was just so fun. And kind of, with my dad with my list, kind of like what Joe was saying earlier, I kind of rank these on how much I wanted to watch the next episode or keep going and how much fun it was and or maybe not how much fun but just how interested I was to keep watching cuz there was a few shows this year where after the first episode or second episode I'm like eh, I don't really feel like watching this but so I kind of ranked them quality and how much I wanted to keep watching them winning time was every episode yeah, was Andy just fun. I I love how they approached approached it yeah. like it was like a I mean it was something I wasn't expecting it wasn't it was fun. Yeah. It was, you know, John C. Riley's talking to the camera. Everyone yeah. is overhyped. Yeah, it, it was just it sucked me in. I actually, yep. as a Celtics fan in the show, was rooting for the Lakers, even though I know the outcome. <laughs> and don't forget that speaking of the Celtics, Catfish is there isn't oh, Catfish, he's in it. He's their general manager, right? Yeah. Yes. He plays the general manager of of the uh Celtics. I can't. I don't remember his name. Oh, I can't remember the name. I know that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, Catfish. Well, is he in that one episode where you see his face and then he he's walks in, away? I think he's in three episodes. Oh, is and he really? If I remember correctly, from I think he said on the pod that he was going to be in a lot more next season. Oh, awesome. so, well, yeah. Good for cover. him. Yeah, Catfish baby, our boy. Yep. Uh, number seven. Like I said earlier, I, this ended up lower than I thought it was going to while it was airing. Is Better Call Saul. I think this last season, even though it was a strong season, I don't think it was my favorite season. I still think there was parts of the season that were a little too meandering and a little too padded, if that makes the right word. It was still an amazing show, still number seven. Number six has been one of my favorite. I think every year we've done this, and every year it's been on the air. It's been on my top ten, what we do in the shadows. Still think it's probably the funniest show on TV. I just I love it. It's one of my favorites. Number five, Severance. I mean, we've talked about a little bit. Are you severed of- right now, Andy? You, uh, I know? need to be severed. I need okay. to be severed. <laughs> he fun. lives at this ever. He lives at his work. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's uh, true. Number four, a show I haven't heard anybody talk about yet, and there's only a couple people had on our list is Barry. I think it was one of the best seasons of Barry. I gotta get on that. Bill Hader, I think you would love it. Heath, yeah, that was an yeah. interesting season, Andy. I, I felt in the beginning, some of this stuff in the first couple episodes really shocked me. 
the behavior on the show, it really took a turn for me in a way that exposed the characters that was, I felt that this show was more internal this season than it had ever been. Well, and it's, it's way less comedic. I mean, the yeah. comedy part is almost yep. completely gone You're at right. this point. It's almost become a full on drama, show, but, though. but the, I hate her directed a lot of the episodes this season and the ones he directed are, I mean, when he's done with Barry, I cannot wait to see what he does next. Cause some of the direction is just amazing. There's an amazing motorcycle chase and just it's a fantastic yeah. show. And it's an only a 30 minute episode. So it's easy to catch up on easy to watch. Yeah. Number three, uh, stranger things. I loved stranger things. I this is my favorite season of stranger things. Me the two, the, the, I, I just, the way that they're bringing everybody together. I know people complained about some of the episode links. I loved the episode links. <laughs> I, More content. I, well, I, and I love I love these characters so much that I just love hanging out with them. I don't. And I mean, this season was really fun. So, yeah, super really was fun. So great. It was beautiful. My kids oh, loved just, it. My wife loved it. I loved it. The whole family loved hill, it. I got a big yeah, it was <laughs> my number oh, one man. on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for a long time. Yeah, Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Uh, I, I learned from about her from Metallica got a lot of sales oh, from that of too. Yeah, that yeah Master of Puppets. Yeah. Oh, that man. was when epic. That, I was, uh, I was, I almost woke up the kids or the kids that night because I like yelled when Master of Puppets started. Oh, man, great so casting fun. too on that yes. show. That dude uh, and the guy who played spoiler alert, you know who? He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Look, that show. Man, I really I got to hand it to him. They kept it together and a lot a lot less of the retro references I felt this time around where it was more and, just part of the show, you know, not like we're in a mall. So but I kind of yeah. I really Yeah, but like it. the Master of Puppets and the Kate Bush song and that that yeah. put it in its place and it was yep. exactly, in its time. Jenny. Yeah, they it got their great. fill at, mm. in the Russian like church where you had the Levi's. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. True. that's true. That was kind of that was funny. I think but it I was... felt that was self self-referential. Like they were making fun of themselves. Right. Like, we've done this before, remember? But yeah, I think the thing show. that I really liked about that show too, that's kind of a, a produ- more of a production thing is they split the season up a little bit and it was only like a two week split. Yep. Like they, they did it and they did the eight or nine episodes or whatever, like March or May 31st or something. And then like less than a month later, they dropped the final two episodes. I like that because it built up. I think actually, I think you and I even podcasted in the middle of that. And I was saying how I loved it because it's, it's building up to those last two episodes. It was kind of like a weekly strike. I like that they're experimenting. Instead of dropping all episodes at one time, I like that. I hope they keep doing that kind of thing. But I, I thought that was the that's kind of beside the show well, itself. And I think those last two episodes were also like a, a almost like a four hour total. Yeah, it was. Like at first I was like, what? And then they were like wasn't bored for a minute. I honestly no, I wasn't was bored for a minute. <laughs> yep. It's it the I should say that my top three are all, they all flirted with being number one. I almost that had season, number one. This so season too, of Stranger Ando. Things has been as good as their first season. Yeah. Yep. The I ones think. in between this one and the last one, or the first one, this was four, right? Yep. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. four. Two and three were <laughs> one and four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I liked two and three, but they were not, just, they were they all were, right. To me. Four. They weren't yeah. one and four. Four were was four. like the ep- four was the epic. They went for it. It succeeded, and it was just 
it, you could tell the difference in budget from season one. And the story <laughs> found a purpose and an end game. That's, where, uh, that's yes. what really brought it together. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was flirting with number one for me too. Ando. Yep. I, I, I mean, I just, I enjoyed it so much. Yep. I was, it was, I, it's, it's rare that I, especially now with kids, what watching like a 10, 10, 10 hour, well, in this case, 15 hours, whatever it was, and watch it all in one weekend just because that means I don't sleep if that happens. And that happened for this show. I mean, it was, I was up till like four in the morning, the front night, the first, the season, first part of the season dropped. And I'm too old for that, or too old and too busy for that crap, but I couldn't You're help running it. up so, that hill, Ando. It's okay. Yeah, I am running up that hill. You got that right. Um, my number two is what Gina just talked about, the bear. I mean, Gina said it perfectly. The show is just, it's awesome. I watched it over, I think maybe two days, 30 minute episodes is nice. I, part of the, a lot of the reasons that you actually were saying, Gina, I didn't think about why, cause I couldn't always put my finger on why I loved it, but the teamwork towards a goal and all that. I mean, that's, that happens in my job too. I mean, when we, when we have a big, like our busy time of the year, there's four or five people and they're in one little enclosed area for months at a time. And you have to trust everybody and know what they're doing. And when they screw up, they screw up big. The resistance to new ideas, that's a major theme in this yeah. thing as well. And I'm everybody has had that experience at a job. So it's easy to relate to the bear. And plus, it's just a pressure cooker. It's just the, the way it's made is just amazing. I can't wait to see where that show goes. My number one is a show that got a lot of love from people that are not on this. Uh, it's Andor, the show that surprised me more than any show this year. It was, it really was good. It was Peacemaker was my most surprising show until Andor came. And... I'm still, I know a couple of years ago on this top 10 show, I said, I thought Mandalorian was the best thing since Empire Strikes Back, but I think Andor is at this point. It's the first two or three episodes are very, very slow. And I've, everybody I try to convince I, to watch it, yeah. I've said that. And I completely get it because the first couple episodes, I was t- kind of what I was saying before. I was like, do I really want to keep watching this? And I felt that way. It's, it was a slog getting through those first couple episodes, but then once it starts taking off, it's just, it's it's closer to a HBO show than it is to a Disney Plus show. The the level of what's going on in this show and what it's about and the the politics in the show and the the acting and the production and it's I mean I hate the term fan service because I think it's really reductive of shows, but the amount of that kind of stuff compared to the other Star Wars, it's almost non-existent. There, I mean, there's just a few little. I think when my wife was watching it, the first five or six episodes, she's like, "Is this even in Star Wars?" Because there was hardly any stormtroopers or any of that stuff. It's just a, it's a fantastic show. I, I'm still shocked. It was my number one. I just, I loved Andor. It rated high in a lot of other people's lists. Like I said, just most of them aren't here, but I don't know. That's, I don't want to say a whole lot because there's so many amazing moments in that show that, and it takes time to build to those moments before you appreciate them. Um, Andy Serkis. I've never been a huge fan of Andy Serkis when he's not behind a mocap suit. I thought he was amazing in a three or four episode arc in this show. Just I just I loved everything about it after this and the slow starts to build. So, I mean, once you get past the build, I just I absolutely love the show. I'm I'm shocked. It's my number one. I was not I was expecting a different prequel show to be my number one at Better Call Saul. And I ended with Andor being a, a prequel show that amazing. It gives me more faith in prequels. I just hope they don't go overboard with it. I don't know. That's that's my list. Anyways, Axel, I, I didn't know we could too. talk more about. Our show. I thought we were only supposed to talk about one show. I I don't make I don't make the rules. I get screwed I, again. I, I go last last year. I go first. Then I just booted it. And now. Wait, so I told with... you guys ahead of time that I was going to be short, and none of you believed it. And I did a really fucking <laughs> really good job. Did. I mean, freaking. <laughs> 
Ando is doing Brett Falcon's talk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm hey, a, Gina, kidding. you were going to say something about Andor. I want to know what you I haven't been say. able to get past the first two episodes. Okay. It was just oh, so I, slow. And just, so I know Andy said, you have to keep going, but I just haven't, like, I had so much other good. stuff to watch. I haven't really yeah. had the time to I, I, You know what? I, I feel like I understand. I really loved it. And as a Star Wars fan, it's everything I ever wanted where you're just in that universe and you're more attached to the story and the people than you are to the fan service mythology, right? I thought it was really fantastic, but it was very strange, I felt, the way it was structured, where it was kind of like the first three episodes and the last two, and then you had in the middle of it a heist and a prison break. Yeah, and the it, heist it like, and the prison yeah. break, oh, which when each were like three episodes, were great. But the other stuff, I didn't know whether it connected as much, so that's why it's not on my list. But it still was very fun to watch. Yeah, I don't know if you're listening to like, there. Any Does that give you enough to make you want to watch it, Gina? Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I'll get to it at some point. Well, I was just going to say that. Uh, like, I used uh, to get a prison break. Come on. Wentworth Miller, Dominic, whatever his name is. Persona. It was like written like that with three episode little chunks to be yeah. like three episodes is one arc, then the next arc, yep. the next one, that kind of thing. Um, and I, when I was watching it too, I was, I agree it was like everything, you kind of an adult Star Wars, something that um, we've been wanting with no lightsabers or Jedi or like fan service stuff um the timing i think was tough too i mean i feel like i was deep into house of the dragon lord of the rings and just like halloween or stuff so and are coming out like i could tell it was good but i i had to kind of pause it and then come back and revisit it and watch the last couple episodes together yeah and then i was really really sold on it but it definitely is a slower start um but worth your time i think definitely all right well we have is it your time yes it's uh, time turn. for my list. All Yay. right. Um, Sunday all, night football is number ten. <laughs> I did nine is Ace of Cakes. I do no. want to give eight a is shout Thursday out. night football. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to two things that I didn't include: the NFL, which is the most popular television program in America, <laughs> and I love. Number two is reality shows. I didn't have any reality shows on my list, and I'm a huge fan. My wife and I, that's how we, when we first started dating, we started watching The Bachelor and we just sit and make fun of it the whole time and talk. It's, I, so I do want to give a shout out to all of Bravo in particular and Family Karma. If you, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. It's so funny. I love it. All right. Now on to my list. Number 10, we talked about already Stranger Things. I love this season. Just gave me a lot of joy. Number nine has not been mentioned yet. The Staircase, baby. The Staircase. I watched the first four, Axel. I've seen the documentary a thousand times. and the I, re- I watched I just, it. I haven't Gina's shaking her head. Gina, what do you have to say? It's just like I was. I probably saw every Dateline and the documentary. And so by the time this rolled around, I'm just like, so I you know. take one of my favorite actors and you turn him into an asshole. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the documentary and I saw this and I was like, eh. It's but Colin Firth is awesome. Yes, Colin Firth. He's so anything to it. The yep. whole cast is Arnold Schwarzenegger's son who plays his son. He's oh, that's great. great. 
everybody yep. in the cast. Yes, Sansa. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sansa, Sansa, isn't it? Sansa, your dad pushed her down the stairs. Come down um, to my boat. I really loved it. I, but for, I, I, I totally think, forgot about that show yeah, from this year, but it wouldn't have been on I my list it. anyway. Number eight, another show that, that has baby. not been mentioned: Amazon's Reacher, baby. I love this. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, Axel. Straight no, I up action adventure. It knows right. exactly what it is. It doesn't try to be anything other than that. It is amazing. And this the lead in the show, Reacher himself, is fantastic. He's huge. Axel, yes. Another another Tom Cruise correction. Another TV show that makes up for a bad Tom Cruise movie. Even though I kind of like the Reacher movies. Love and, you, Tom. But Love you, it's Tom. not Reacher. This is Reacher. <laughs> People who are fans of the novels loved it. I thought it was perfect. It was short. It was quick. Tons of action. Small town story. And and again, the lead is fantastic. If you're in the mood for something over the holidays and you haven't seen this, watch Reacher. It's amazing. Number seven. Jack Ryan's coming out. Yeah, Jack Jack Ryan's Ryan's coming out too. Number seven. Sorry, I have to chew on the um, cough drop in my (laughs) mouth. Number seven. Is that a, is that a Thanks for like doing a, that on mic. Axel, I, I talk, drop? Axel, I talked for like 15 minutes straight and you could have had the cough drop then. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't plan <laughs> oh, properly. But it's Axel's, it's Axel's time. I didn't, got a, I didn't, I didn't plan properly. <laughs> My number seven is, uh, I believe, I think, was it Andy that mentioned Strange New Worlds? Yes. Star Trek? Uh, I think you and I were the only two that had it on our list, I think, Axel. Anson Mount is the best captain since Picard. It is a fun show. Agreed. It is like a show that didn't make my top 10, but is in my heart forever, the Orville. This is a socially conscious show that does it in a way that surprises you, that twists things to make you think and question yourself, not just to tell you how you should be thinking, but that shows real people, and I thought it was fantastic, and it's it looks great. Loved it. Number six, we own this city, baby. Loved it. John Berthenall. What was his name again? Wayne what? Wayne Jennings. Wayne. <laughs> oh, Jenkins. Or Wayne something. Jenkins, baby. Wayne Jenkins, baby. I loved it. David, um, uh, what? Simon. David Simon. I almost said Milch. Um, what an amazing show. Not the easiest show to watch because it's a people doing a lot of terrible things to other people in a city that has not gotten better since the wire exposed it to the world. But the acting, the pacing, the method of telling the story, I absolutely loved it. Uh, number it brought five. Us back to the, I'm sorry, Axel. It brought us back to wire tight yes that's totally. what kind of hit me i was like yep. and then um oh gosh the actress from the count of monte cristo who's one of the fbi agents patrick wilson's wife i forget her name she was great i loved her yeah it had i mean the casting so is it's amazing. great to be known as patrick wilson's wife <laughs> I, I was try, i was hoping that would spark I, her name I, well you know he does. They do such great casting, and there's a lot of real cops and real people from the street that are in it too. And it brings back some people from the wire. 
Um, just a great show. My number five is the show that I is probably closest to my heart. We talked about it. Um, as Andy said, somebody somewhere. I love this show. It is just absolutely beautiful. Bridget Everett is amazing as the lead who is comes home to her dysfunctional family. You get to know her parents. You get to know her sister. It's just a beautiful kind of fish out of water, even though she came from that water story. And to me, my second best actor of the year is Jeff Hiller, who plays her friend Joel. He is fantastic. And I love him and I want him to be in everything all the time. Because he every time he comes on screen, I could <laughs> laugh, great. I could cry. What, sh- what show is this, actually? Somebody Somewhere. Somewhere. Oh, oh. Uh, on adorable. HBO. Yes. Yeah, Beautiful show. Beautiful show. My number four, we talked about it extensively already, Interview with the Vampire. I love this show so much. It surprised me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, let's watch it. I don't know. And by the end of the first episode, I turned to my wife and I said, I want to watch every episode. I love this show. It's amazing. So, Axel, <laughs> I got to say that um, I had it on my DVR. I set it to record way back when, and I had it there, and I hadn't watched it. And it mm-hmm. had been sitting there, and I had, like, all the episodes but one or something. And uh, you had posted something on the page about it. Oh, and see? so I went and, and I watched it and that's how it got on my list. Well, and that's why we it. talked about it earlier. Our <laughs> community, the DVR podcasting yes, network. Yes. Yeah. Just saying. Just and saying. Heath, Heath, I got to ask you a question. Did you Uh-oh. not say her name because it's hard to pronounce? <laughs> yeah, probably. I looked her up. Dama, and, yes, Dominic, Dominic. Anyway, so yes, continue. Oh, I didn't want to butcher her. Name. It's okay. Um, all right, now we get to my top three, and this Ooh. is a show that has not been mentioned yet. Ooh. And I highly suggest that anyone who is a fan of Mine Hunter, Fincher, watch uh, this show because it was fantastic it's called blackbird it was on apple tv taron edgerton Edgerton. if you've seen him before you have not seen him like this because he bulked up not actually for this show but for i read an article that he really got into weightlifting and bodybuilding and on this show it was perfect for i mean he is like zero percent body fat and what an acting, I mean, just it's it's like a total showpiece for him. And there's also uh, this guy named Paul Walter Hauser who plays oh, Larry yeah. Hall, the kind of serial killer guy. The story is basically that Taron Edgerton is like a hotshot drug dealer. He gets sent to prison, and in order to commute his sentence, he has to find out where the bodies are from this serial killer. So you have the dynamics of what happens inside the prison. His father, Ray Liotta, in one of his last roles is Mm. also fantastic. And he's playing a guy who's like really sick. And I think they wrote it into the story because he was really sick. Mm. But man, he gives it his all. And this show is creepy 
beautiful. Also, Greg Kinnear plays a cop that's involved as well. And he he has a sections of his own where he's kind of the star and he shines as well. A really great performance by him. So all around a fantastic show, Blackbird. Now, my number two and one are shows we've talked about a lot. My number two is Better Call Saul. You know I love it. It's the best. But my number one show of 2022, Dara Gailey's Motherfuckers, House of the Dragon. <laughs> Me too. I wow. loved it. I absolutely loved it. Bye bye. We had the we had the same number one. <laughs> now I I know that Gina may made oh man, look, she took herself <laughs> off camera because uh, she was, <laughs> I have to take a Gina call from the vet. It. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right. okay. Um but I um I really felt that this show I have fallen asleep almost every night for years listening to uh the remember book that this is based on because yeah. I love the history of Westeros and of it's Planetos. Really freaking cool, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it was about. I was never into all like the little book things and the mythology things in Game of Thrones, but in this show, they had me like just everything that came, I'm always gobbling it up, like every little bit. They of, brought it to life. They yeah. brought the history to life. They really so, did bring that history to life, Jen. Job. And the acting on it, the and and I felt that the way it really was kind of like a parlor drama most of the season, just people in rooms talking, they did take a chance in doing that. I felt that with pornographic tapestries. <laughs> <laughs> They I love were, Jenny and her rosé and yeah. House of Dragon is a good uh, time. Some feet stuff going <laughs> like, on um, It was, yeah, I really was just swept away with every episode. We talked about it every week, and I loved every episode. The, the acting, the direction, everything about it, I just felt made me so happy. And I can't wait for them to do it. Because I really thought, to be honest with you, I thought we were going to tune in and for the first 20 minutes, dragons were going to fight. And then for the last half hour, more dragons were going to fight. I just thought they were just going to pump it full of dragon fights and none of the kind of great stuff that the made intrigue. the early game. Yeah, the, int- the the parlor intrigue that made Game of Thrones the first couple seasons, the BBC type quality mm-hmm. that I really love. So that's my number one show. House of the Dragoon. I missed the whole conversation, but yeah, you know I have, I have some feelings about the show and, and the risks that they could have taken. Like, well, that's what I was that saying, Gina, is I was saying that I felt that they took a risk by being more subtle with the show, that they could have come out and been bombastic and overwhelmed us with dragons <laughs> and <laughs> hi look at giraffe hi giraffe um, you know what i'm saying gina but instead they kind of took it slow and low yeah, that is the but tempo. that's it's not even like the dragons or the temp uh, the tempo so much um it was more like the story is just like okay we took it exactly from the text and we sprinkled in a little bit of other things like what if they like what if 
there was an untold because the histories are supposedly not necessarily reliable narrators. Right. What if the real story was it wasn't necessarily a greens versus the black. It was a feminist movement. And really all the women were a hundred percent behind Renera. Oh, and that's something that never say. got okay. reported okay. in history. So I'm thinking like to give it just more that. depth because yeah. they're just playing it out the way that history book said, and they haven't taken any real creative license with it. Like what if there was more of a relationship between Alice and Renera when they were young? Mm-hmm. I just think they could have done more like not necessarily an untold history, but even kind of more, added more texture and complexity to what they were doing. That more was mushroom my kind of thing. is what you were looking for. Well, and they, <laughs> there's been no mushroom. Hello. Well, I do. So I agree that they could have taken a little more risks, but I like that they took at least the, the license that they did. And also um, in the, so spoiler alert, if you have not watched, wait, don't spoil then. I got to say something okay. about the last bit. Okay. So okay, I'm giving a okay, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. If you don't, if you haven't watched house of the dragon, fast forward like 30 seconds. So the last scene where that happens, I like how they made it so that Amon, the look on his face, you had questions. He looked like he didn't mean to do it. And in the book, it never really gave you that impression. And I thought that that was really cool interpretation. So there spoiler over. Well, and in the book also, um, one of the Baratheon daughters had basically, um, questioned Amon's masculinity and that almost kind of, Aegon to Mon to go oh, do what no. he did. <laughs> I couldn't help it when it just came up. Uh, he's <laughs> left the show left now. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Um, no more. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do have to say, casting for that show is remarkable. And like, not only are they talented, but some are very exceptionally good looking, especially when you throw a blonde wig on them. Anyway. Well, I the, I liked how the the Amond, uh, the older Amond, you know, the teen one, mm-hmm. looked so much like Damon. Like yes. that's so yes. really because you know they're in the same family. Like that's you know his dad was his brother, so it mm-hmm. makes sense that he would. And it's like wow, and and he seemed to idolize him, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was it was neat. They did really good with their casting. You're yeah. right, Joe. What was your a House of the D review? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, it was my number two. Um, I think what you were saying about the sort of smaller scale palace intrigue stuff, I really liked that as well, and that's what I was hoping for out of the show. Um, I think that combined with the time jumps made you feel by the end of season one, like you had seen the three seasons of a show, at least for me, like mm-hmm. I felt like I really, yeah. um, and I had also, I'm, I'm a sort of BR and I read the books. I read uh, fire and blood up until the start of the show. So I'd have like that history, but I didn't want to know what was going to happen in the show specifically. Um, and so I was really kind of enjoying getting to the, the sort of echoes of the, of the past and all of that stuff that yeah. they're bringing in from, um, the mythology of the show, but then also getting to see, uh, kind of follow along week to week with everybody. Cause it's just, it was really nice. I mean, the best thing about it was that it was a hit and the people liked it. I think, uh, 
it was interesting going into the show. So many people were out on Game of Thrones after the finale and like, yeah. we're not looking forward to this. And then by the middle of the season, when they start to change the cast, everybody's freaking out because like, oh, I love these characters. Are the people <laughs> the best. Three weeks ago, they couldn't have given a shit. So yeah. it's just like, uh, it, it is cool. I think there's a, I think that their task was very, very hard. And I think that what they did with it was pretty remarkable. Um, I liked that they gave us a lot more kind of establishing shots of, of things like Dragonstone and like these sort of world building elements that I felt like because there was so much they were covering in Game of Thrones, they couldn't necessarily show us that kind of stuff as much. Um, and so I like getting to see a lot more of those sort of uh, outside cinematic things and like the Crab Harbor or whatever it was called. Like I, I, all that was pretty beautiful too, like to have mixed in with all the smaller scale political stuff. So yeah, I loved it. Okay. And if you if you watch the behind the scenes things, it was really cool to see how they were able to reproduce a lot of that stuff in that the volume thing yeah. that they did. Yeah. And yep. so I if you have watched the season and you haven't watched the behind the scenes, highly recommend. It's really interesting. I I like knowing the what do they call that? The um the behind the scenes, but there's like a term for it. Anyway, it doesn't Making matter. Making of or something? <laughs> Production. <laughs> Stuff that happens. <laughs> Making the show. <laughs> Making the band with Puffy. All right. We've all set our lists. Hi, Billy. What wonderful. Are, are we going to hear about the lists that people sent in? I'm trying to transition into that, Jenny. We're the, rose, 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 it's making me rose. Thank you for all your wonderful lists, Jenny, Gina, Joe, Andy, Heath, and me, Axel. And now, Andy, and that, I, that I sped through, yeah. Well, to, to hey, we're, we're doing pretty good. We're now hey. we're 22 here. I sent out my Andy, list at filmcast at gmail.com, so Andy never got it. I haven't got a list. But see, here, list here's ages. the thing with that, though, Joe. Since the Axel, the producer, is so good, he put you at the beginning of the show. When you listed it off, I <gasps> wrote it down painted. and calculated it while everybody else was talking. So Thank God you've got a data nerd I on totally this. Did that you on got that program. right. <laughs> um, we are we Andy. If you can please uh, take over and tell us a little bit about the fun stats and lists well, and the, shows. The first thing I do want to do is I want to read. Mike was going to join us today. He sent me his top ten, and I want to read his top ten off for sure because he watches for his YouTube channel watches more TV than all the rest of us put together. True. So the the man knows TV, and I I just I'm always fascinated with his list. And just since he was going to be here, I just want to read it off for him. Um, his number 10 was Barry, number nine, Under the Banner of Heaven, number eight, Severance, number six, Euphoria, or number seven, Euphoria, excuse me, number six, Better Call Saul, number five, Andor, number four, 1883, number three, oh, Industry, number two, Reservation Dogs, and number one, The Bear. Nice. Reserv- Good list. Because he had reservation dogs number three, that's why Andor. Or we're gonna call him Andor. No. no. The uh, well, some of the other things, like I say, every year I kind of put it together, put this together, and I use the same system that I've always used to kind of score, <laughs> kind of like they do for college basketball or football. If you rank somebody, rank something at number one, it's worth more than somebody ranking something at number ten. So in the four or five years we've done this big thing, this is the most people we've ever had um, respond and send in lists. Wow. So there's 21 Thank lists. You. Also, the most women we have ever had. Eight women Again. sent in lists this year. So, oh, time. Yeah. Not, 
It's not just the guys. (laughs) Um, The sisters. We also had two uh, two kids lists. And Luke also sent in theirs. Okay. Luke is all about Bluey and Spider-Man and his amazing friends and some David Beckham soccer show on I want to hear all the lists. Let's hear them. All of them? Oh my god. Well, all well, of them. Yeah, no, well, Let's hear the com- break, the compiled Jenny. first. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. And see, me and Jenny have been drinking, so we have time. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> okay. The, uh, do what you the... do, Andy, my bad. No. <laughs> You're okay, Jenny. <laughs> the uh, out of the 21 lists, there was 14 different number ones. The only ones that were duplicated: three House, House of the Dragon, three Better Call Saul, two for Andor, the Bear, and Shining Girls. Wow. Um, the most nice. mentioned show, House of the Dragon, landed on 16 of the 21 lists. Stranger Things with 12, Severance and Better Call Saul with 11. Only Murders in the Building, which we didn't talk about. Andor and 1899 all had eight mentions. So. There was 114 total shows that were mentioned by different people. So there was a lot of when my wife wow. was looking through the list earlier, she's like, I haven't heard of like three quarters of these shows. So yeah, it's, there's a lot of different, yeah, a lot of different lists. The uh, number one network or streamer, whatever you want to say, HBO 23, Netflix 22, nothing else had Hulu was at 10 was the next highest. So everything else was kind of spread out. Only five broadcast network shows were even listed two for PBS, two for Fox, two for CBS. Wow. wow. How times have changed, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait a minute. Six. So one from ABC as well. Yeah. Okay. But either well, way, not, not. I mean, many. I watched like some of the stuff, like I watched uh, stuff on AMC on my cable. I didn't watch it on a streamer, but it is available on the streamer. Yeah. So I still I count that as a, unless it's ABC, Fox, or NBC or PBS, I don't count it as over the, I count that as a streamer. I mean, anything else is a streamer or cable because they're all kind of the same thing now. The overall top 20 for the year when everything oh. is compiled. Number 20, Ooh. Netflix is 1899. Even though it was on eight lists, nobody had it that high. I think five was maybe the highest anybody had it Ooh. or four. Number 19, HBO's Euphoria. Number 18, Hulu, Under the Banner of Heaven. 18? 18. Out of 100 and. Out of 140 some shows, though, he. I'm surprised. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Wait, that, what, I mean, I watched it and it was yeah. good, yeah. but like, I'm surprised it made it that high. Yeah, me too. Oh, I, I, I love that. I show. loved Under the Banner of Heaven too. I want to give a shout out to that it show. Was good. Especially, shout out to Gil Birmingham. Yeah, he was great, and especially the guy who played the uh, missing woman's husband one of the brothers oh yeah i loved yep. him i thought he was great. i thought andy garfield was pretty damn yeah. awesome in that show yeah, too. kurt russell's son was oh yeah Wyatt russell yeah. it was creepy it was creepy <laughs> yeah but you know me jenny i like that shit. <laughs> you're creepy uh number 17 there was actually three shows that were on last year's top 20 list for the same season that they're on this year because they've spanned went december oh, and january oh. this year so yeah Number 17 is Station Eleven, which actually was number nine on last year's top 10 list. Um, and it, if you combine them, Station Eleven, Yellow Jackets, and um, 1883 would have all been in like the top five if you combine the two years together. I think, I think oh, Ando, we have to make a rule if it premieres in a year, that's the yeah. year. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yellow Jackets would be on my top 10 this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And well, and like the the weird thing is like 1883 only had like one episode or two episodes air last year. Yeah. Where like Yellow Jackets only had one or two episodes air this because I remember when we did it last year, those of us that had Yellow Jackets, there was still we hadn't seen the finale yet, but we right, all put it on. Right, right. So it's that's where it yeah. gets tricky. You know, people love show. That's why I didn't yeah, include. I, loved I didn't 18. watch Station Eleven till this year, and it was mm-hmm. yeah. it was on my top ten, and it was mostly last year. And same yep. with 1883. Well, I didn't watch you know it how we solve this, this is we do one of oh. these in June. There you go. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, because there's mid-year. never any there's never any shows that come out in June and span till July, so we'll be okay there. <laughs> well, we do a mid year why... check and then yeah, there we go. The old, the old how everything season, how it used yeah. to be. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't include 1883 because I talked about it I th- last year. Last year, yeah. 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 See, so I, I hadn't watched it last year and I hadn't subscribed to Paramount Plus, so. Right. I was like, and, yeah, it had some fun. this year, and I watched it this year. I guess when the when the uh, showrunners come to the DVR awards to accept their awards, then we'll have to then we'll have to lock down <laughs> yeah. lock down the rules. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Keep Number going, sixteen. Uh, FX is what we do in the shadows. Number fifteen. Hulu's The nice. Handmaid's Tale. Nice. Number fourteen. Hulu Reservation Dogs. Number thirteen. Paramount Plus. Eighteen eighty three. And that would have been, I think that would have, been, I think when I put it together, it would have been like top three before, if we would have combined the two years. So number 12, Winning Time, HBO. Wow. Number 11, We Own This City, HBO. Top 10, number 10, Apple Plus is Blackbird. Nice. It was, we didn't, you talked about a little bit. I gotta watch that. I'm so upset. People, a lot of people, it was on five plus. lists. So I'm so upset I haven't watched Axel, like, texts me, like, certain shows. He goes, you'll love this. You will. And I'm like, so yeah. Much. Yep, and I know, and I don't I know why I just can't bring it. myself to subscribe. Oh, <laughs> oh once you do it, it'll yeah. feel so good, Jenny. Yeah. Just <laughs> yep. I was like, I'll send you seven bucks a month. Hey, you know <laughs> something? A little secret with Apple TV Plus. If you're on Ooh. any type of family or sharing plan, I actually mm-hmm. get it through A Hustler because he wanted me to listen to more music, and he has <laughs> Apple Music. So he made me part of his family, so I get his Apple yep. TV as well. Yep. So you can share with people like that. I and am give not it to an them. Apple user. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's all right. But Jen, can I give Jenny user. my my code and she could <laughs> yeah, log can. in? Look, there's an Apple. Well, we'll have oh, to talk about Joe, that later. That's off the, the air. Off the air. Off so, the air. <laughs> Joe Bear looks like he's on the set of Raging Bull. I'm just going to share my family Jake plan here for the Apple. He has an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> His family plan. He's going to oh. give you a bite. <laughs> All right, oh. Ando. I just got that. Okay, number nine. Another show that you, you know, the three of you that talked about it were not the only ones. Number nine, AMC, Interview with the Vampire. Nice. Number eight, last year's number one and one of the few carryovers from last year oh. for the second, for a different season, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, number eight. Number seven. Christ, that high. At, well, it... That made it because there's a lot of people that had it listed. Not there wasn't a lot of number okay. ones. So it, no, it was eight I, people I did that had enjoy it. Yeah. this season, mm-hmm. but it wasn't good enough yeah. for me to rate Agreed. it. So. I got I got four more Agreed. days when my Hulu subscription goes. <laughs> so I yeah, gotta do some work. Yeah, a lot of people a lot. a lot of there was a lot of people that had it in honorable mentions or eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. So it just it, it eventually it adds up when that many yeah. people had it. Gotcha. Great fun, but very similar to the first season. It's kind of doing the same thing. <laughs> But I loved yep. it though. New York, yep. love. Come on, Martin. I, Short I is enjoyed the best. it. It was fun, but it wasn't. 
groundbreaking. Now, Jenny, <laughs> if if Keith Byers, old Ohio State running back, did a cameo, would you have? <laughs> uh, you never can tell. Keith Byers. <laughs> Well, Solo, you were complaining before about not getting to talk enough about your show, so you can talk a little bit more about number seven on Apple oh. Plus, Shining Girls. Oh, only seven, but I'll take it. Number That's seven's good. pretty good. With a, yeah. Out of 144, yeah. seven's yeah. one of my lucky numbers. Yeah. Discuss it, Heath. Tell me more what? about it. Make me want to do Apple Plus. It's hard to talk okay. about this show. Yeah, without it's hard spoiling to it. But I will say this. I, I will say it. this. Let me let me talk a little Shining Girls. Give me my moment. It's my number one show. First of all, Elizabeth Moss is one of the greatest actresses ever. Even though I in Handmaid's Tale, I do get sick of her face when she wants to, you know. Murder, <laughs> murder face. But it can't even it. do it without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching this show with my wife, I felt like it was like a lost type show where i want to podcast with people i was upset we didn't have a weekly podcast about this show it is confusing but at the same time like i was like it challenges you the show challenges you and you're like what the hell is going on wait oh my god they got into a fight and then they're in another you know it's just i don't want to spoil it too much but i just felt it was one of those shows that like the six of us would do a podcast every week yeah. about. Yeah. And, and it just, and it just had me guessing and I'm trying to figure out, well, if, if this happened, did that change this? And I just thought it was really well done. I was interested in the characters and Elizabeth Moss can do no wrong in my book. And, um, and even the finale, like, how is this going to end? It made it made sense to me, and I just honestly, it's a show to watch, and I I was just so fucking into it to 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 take a word out of Axel Foley's vocabulary while he's eating ribs. Um, <laughs> like he came back with I love, I love that he's on mute, but he's eating ribs. <laughs> I'm glad he that he's on mute while he's eating ribs. Says, I don't want to hear that. People on Facebook are going to think it's me, and it's not me. I haven't changed. That is Billy Axel Foley. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but Shining Girls, like, honestly, we have shows we watch, and we could figure them out or they're predictable. Shiny Girls, honestly, I was thrown in and I didn't know anything about it and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And it just made me So think. there's not even like a, a capsule nutshell you can describe like the overall theme of the show with? Um, no, there's no. There's a serial I, killer. There's okay. a serial killer. There's okay. time travel. Okay. <laughs> And there's awesome characters. Like, do I really want to get another subscription service? Well, that that I can't answer. Free for seven days, I think you you would definitely be able to plow through at least it and Severance. I think you I think you would like Ted Lasso too, Jenny. Ted Lasso is also amazing. They didn't have a show this season, but another great show on Apple Plus. There's a lot of good stuff there. 
like we have all these uh subscriptions that's the thing i i get it i get it and that's why like i don't have disney plus so i haven't seen andor and I we just currently so we have Disney Plus and we have Netflix and we have Hulu no ads. Mm-hmm. We Disney- have Paramount Plus no ads. We have <laughs> My- you know it's like I have HBO Max no ads. Yep. I'm like <laughs> I'm like it all that and plus I pay for cable. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with so, you. It's a lot. No, no, no. no. Like if, if if that's the case, I'm not gonna say. You know, spend seven spend bucks the money. a month, but but I'm <laughs> I, telling you, I'm you like, would love if, this show. If my cable were cheaper, but it's like I there's stuff I watch on Stars and there's stuff I watch on. No, Showtime, this is what you do, and that's on this my cable do, plus my Bravo. <laughs> Jenny, you know, just Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Genus Fault. <laughs> oh, just subtract okay. one bottle of rosé a month, and you can pay for Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> you know what it's not worth it for severance and shining girls and ted lasso no, it's, it's, not, worth it's, it. it's not worth the, it drink drink the mosquito rose. coast is pretty good too <laughs> yeah i haven't started the new that season. was on your oh, list last and year that was my number 10 last year jenny you like foundation. sci-fi foundation is on there too yeah you foundation's really foundation. good foundation and that yeah. and that uh, Gary Oldman slow horses. Slow I haven't. Horses, yep. So anyone oh, yeah, that is that, yeah. not watching and is listening to the podcast, I am rolling my eyes heavily right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what are we talking about now? I, I was eating a rib. Oh yeah, we were on number seven on Shining Girls. So I'll I'll keep going here. We can oh shit yeah. Number six, uh, FX <laughs> The Bear. Yes. Number five, uh, Disney Plus Andor. And the top, the top four are like by far and away the most popular ones. So the top there's like, there was a major break on the stats at number four. So number four, Netflix, stranger things. Number three, better call Saul AMC. Number two, Apple plus severance. And number one, even though it didn't get, didn't get as many high rankings, there was a couple high rankings, but most people had it lower on their list, but it was on 16 of the 21 lists is house law and order SVU. Yeah, that that just missed. That was number twenty one. So Criminal Minds Revolution. Yeah, oh, evolution. Wait, I'm sorry, I spoke over you. What was number one? House of the Dragon. <laughs> Dragon. House of the Dragon. What a great. And it mainly because it was that. on almost everybody's list. Yeah. So that's that's kind of why. Thank you. No, it was a great that, show. It just. I don't know. He oh, didn't love it, clearly. I am surprised <laughs> at some of the shows that were so high. I'm happy. That Stranger Things was so high because one thing I've noticed with a lot of critics lists this year, because I've been reading a lot of them, is um, not a lot of love for some of the more popular shows like a Stranger Things, which I felt was really great. There's a there's a couple there's a lot of shows that were on many critics lists. Hacks, I think people love that show. Access it great. was really good. That's yeah. my yep. honorable mentions for sure. Yeah, there's yep, a, mine there's as well. A bunch of different that shows. That was on my list yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> good shows. What was it? Gosh, there's a couple other ones that were really on a lot of other people's lists that we didn't really talk too much about. But I think that a lot of these shows that we've discussed really are great TV shows. And they're, oh, a lot of people like the second season of Russian Doll. I don't know oh, if yeah. people caught that. The, the oh, first was season the second was season. popular. Yep. But, the second, yeah, the second—I thought the first one was better than the second one, but it's still good. Yeah, 
I think that there was all, just just so much TV this year, so much TV. I had all the dropout on my honorable mention too. What's that? Oh yeah, the, the dropout. Drop oh yes, uh, that was pretty good. She was really good in that. As Amanda time C. has C. gone on, I've liked that mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um, I think so. It, in in my honorable mentions, I gotta say that it's funny that three of the six of us podcasted about Westworld. Yeah, I know. <laughs> nobody mentioned it. None of us. I stopped watching it list. halfway through. Yeah, I stopped watching it. Me too, Heath. I couldn't take it. I I was like simulations and weird. I, I was like, I'm done. This I was only watching to listen to you guys talk not, about it, and then I. <laughs> it was not as good by any means but i did enjoy it but it wasn't uh well i the experience of podcasting was amazing is because it always is without yeah it was so much fun to talk to you guys about it yeah it was so damn fun and it i mean the that last couple episodes just soured me on it this season so i still love i love the experience i would not have traded it for anything but westworld almost ruined my podcasting career Oh, no. Like I, I was podcasting with Axel, and I just didn't. I, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I should the oh the the shows that I want to mention. Well, we did talk a good a bit about uh some about Reservation Dogs. That it gets that's very high in many people's lists. Is Harvey Keitel in that? Um, unfortunately not. The funny thing is, Solo, when I was started calculating this thing, it took, uh, I was working on it for like an hour and I realized I had typed it in as Reservoir Dogs. So (laughs) I almost had that. That was almost, that was my number 10 show of the year for a while was Reservoir Dogs, Um, not Reservation Dogs. The final, I guess, two seasons of Atlanta or the final longer season. I think, Joe, you mentioned Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to separate the two, but because I watched the final one. I, when was the? I think the other one was last winter or the spring. I, Didn't they both uh, come out this year? Well, both I think seasons? it was yeah. both this year. Yeah, it did I make a both. few. It did make a few lists. It just yeah. didn't rank very high on most okay. of them. So yeah, did, did anybody else watch those? I the thing with Atlanta is that the the way that it vacillates between stories about the main crew and mm-hmm. then standalone stories. I would kind of wait to binge it after. So that's what yeah. I'm going to do. I started kind of watching it and then I was like, I kind of want to wait until it's all through, but it's a definitely an amazing show, but I, it's also two different shows in one. Yeah. And it becomes kind of like 10 different shows in one by the end, because it's uh, and I think that a lot of people have that problem with it. Like they want to see the gang back together and everybody, the main kind of crew going hanging out and there's so many episodes where it's just all of a sudden you're just with completely different characters but it's really i i don't know i kind of once you get to that point especially in season three if you embrace the sort of anthology like it's really like a collection of short stories and all written by the same person so they're all kind of talking about similar things even though they're using different characters i, I don't know i found a few this see it like that like different chapters of this bigger thing yeah. it is pretty interesting and it, again like it's Every every week you show up and you have no idea what they're gonna do. And for me, that's kind of enough to make it interesting. And then uh the acting is great in there. It's really funny, makes you think. And it, again, most of them are half hours, so it's a nice like little you can kind of dip in yeah. if you don't love that one episode when you come back next week, like you're probably never gonna see that story. Well, again. you know there's a surprise season. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh they follow Bubba, 
<laughs> and BTK, Brett. That's a double B. And double B. And they go to a Georgia game and sit next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Take the same picture. But they there it is. Oh, that's an ama- that's amazing. Uh, so and I will say that the finale, the, the series finale was was phenomenal. Really good. Okay. I want to check yeah. it out. One other show I, that I want. Hold on, to... so, hold on one okay. second, Axel. I got because sure. we're getting called out in the comments. Mike, I oh. am reading the comments just now. Mike says yes. There is. Mike is watching, and there yeah. the Mike. seasons of Atlanta are this year. Okay, so mm-hmm. cool. Mike, um, I wanted to mention a show that we didn't talk about today, and I want to see if anyone else watched it. The Patient on yeah. FX. Did anyone watch this show with Steve Carell? Only okay. seen a little bit. Don, a little I bit did Axles. I'm not going to finished it. Axles. Yeah, I'm not going to. I don't want to spoil. But this is like a two hander. It's basically those two guys a lot in a room, and he Domino Gleason is like a serial killer guy, and Steve Carell is his therapist. It is fantastic. It is a great show. Short episodes. Just wanted to give it a shout out because I really feel like more people watched it, it would have picked up a good audience because it's yeah. really crazy. It it's did make number four. 13 on my list. Okay. Um, I thought it was, they took a chance and they went with it. And I honestly, like, I loved it. It was really good. That's and awesome. I love seeing Steve Carell in a, you know, he, I mean, he's Michael from the office. So let's not hide anything. But he really can act, and it was just it, it was interesting. Yeah. What were we hiding? So, <laughs> I, you know what we were hiding? Take a chance. I started hearing "Take a Chance" on isn't that an Abbott song? All right, we have Abba. reached the. You I can say, "Oh man, take a chance in a at the podcast." Well, listen. I think this has been a wonderful podcast. I think, can we wrap it up? Are we good? Uh, Sure. We've been going for like two hours. Are we good? Let's do another 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go eat. Um, well, think I about you were just, you were just think about ribs. You're not hungry? You're still hungry? (laughs) I couldn't eat the whole thing. It was cold. I got to heat it up. The thing about Pam. I want to mention the thing about Pam. Oh, the thing about Pam. Go ahead, Solo. Oh, so, about that show. yeah, it's my number 11. Loved it missed it. my top 10. Honestly, the way they approached it, I mean, it came out as a podcast. And even the the, the heavy voice guy who narrates it, they included in the show. But it was, an, I guess, an NBC or It's the Dateline whatever. guy. Dateline. Yeah. yeah. Dateline <laughs> podcast. And they, but they didn't do it in the, in the way of, like, dark... They almost did it kind of like tongue comedy? in cheek. Yes, yeah. it was great. Yeah. I loved the tone. <laughs> and I love that they did that. And Renee Zellweger. So good. Oh, my God. Like, she's so like the real life. Yeah, what a transformation. Crazy bitch. Yeah, no, it was it was <laughs> great. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and, and Yeah, I think it, it it's it's a good watch. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, I just want to say I'm going to go through really fast. Magpie Murders, Bubba and Catfish's Magpie Murders is very good. Yep. Uh, on PBS, um, the Flight Attendant season two was good. The Old Man, I hated the ending, but the pilot's really awesome, yeah. and it's actually a pretty good show. But it it, it had some issues, 
but it was it was fun to watch. I love like the first five episodes or so, and then yeah, I and then it kind of agree with fizzled. You. Agree, yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, the pilot, I was like, this is awesome, and then it kind of yeah. um, one order, all of them, I love them. Um, <laughs> I watched them on TV. <laughs> Ghosts, Ghosts might not be the greatest show, but it makes me laugh, and honestly does. I love show. the characters. Yeah, um, and. No one mentioned The Watcher on Netflix. Oh, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, I grew up Naomi in the town Watts. next door to where that took place. Oh, really? Yeah, Westfield was is adjacent to Springfield. I used to go to the Rialto Theater. I used to ride my bike over Route 22 and go to Westfield and ride around. It doesn't really look like they shot that somewhere different. Yeah, um, there's no big lake in Westfield where everyone has a boat. Uh, Westfield's in the middle of New Jersey. Um, but did any of you watch the watcher? <laughs> yeah, I did not see it. I, it love it. I think it, it only made, it made one or two lists. It was mentioned by a yeah. couple people, but that nobody on the show here. It was um, interesting. Solo. Another Yo. one that I have, you make me remember friend of the family on Peacock with Jake Lacey. Oof. This oh, was, that was so Peacock. disturbing. Did you watch it, Gina? I did watch it and under the banner of heaven. And if yeah. like they were good, but there's something about me that doesn't want to highlight those shows, I just understand. like I had yep. hesitancy mm-hmm. highlighting. Friend, Friend of the family was based yeah. on the Jan. Yes. Yes. Or whatever. All right. Yeah. So Terrific. if Friend of the Family yeah. and Under the Banner Heaven had I a baby, the other thing, <laughs> the Netflix thing on that, it'd be that the, the Mormon Church is got a lot of <laughs> yeah. as many it's, secrets as the catholic church uh, uh, yeah. seriously <laughs> oh, i will say my- for friend of the family i just want to highlight that i'm going to make a bold statement i was correct about predicting that will smith sucks see how it came predict he slapped that guy he slapped chris rock now my <laughs> other prediction is that colin hanks is a better actor than tom hanks whoa Colin Hanks is amazing in Friend of He's the Family. He's a different actor than He's, Tom Hanks. I, I don't I think Colin, Colin Hanks. Hanks would be able to do anything comedic or humorous recent to years. save his life. How about just Tom recent Hanks is losing years? Past hey, five you years. You said that with yeah. my name under your banner of heaven. And I didn't like <laughs> shame, that. Shame, shame, and shame. You never did Sir Tomothy Hanks on the podcast. <laughs> Go watch the trailer your for the name Tom is Hanks Cersei. movie and then... Uh... Sir Tom taking the shame walk. I do think in the last five years that Colin Hanks has made better choices and has is extended himself. He was great in that show. Wasn't he's he, he's a better dramatic actor, yeah. I would say, than Tom Hanks. Thanks. But Tom Hanks can is like so Thomas cute and sparkly. He has a broader range. Well, that is. Joe versus Probably the Volcano, one most. of my favorite movies. I saw that twice that in the males, theater in high school. He's <laughs> big. Oh, my God. That was my I love you, Tom Hanks I moment know. when I was a teenager. Hello. All right, I, I got one. Oh, I no, got one. Axel, don't end this Let me pod. Have you one. can go eat and we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dead to me. Dead to me on Netflix. Don't, the go go do your thing, Axel. Okay. I want to talk with my peeps. I'll come back. Yeah, I want to talk with my peeps. Scarf a rib. Yeah, I've been waiting for this all year, Heath Santazo. Oh wait. <laughs> so anyway, the final season of Dead to Me. Uh, if if you've ever watched Dead to Me on Netflix, it's just a fun little dramedy with Christina Applegate and um, 
I forget that Linda Cardellini. Cardellini. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's been fun. It's been fun all three seasons. This final season, they had to film after Christina's um, oh. Christina Applegate's diagnosis with MS, and mm-hmm. so there were struggles with getting it filmed, but they were able to pull it off, and it was it was still a lot of fun, and it was like the other seasons. It was in line, and they ended it well, and it was a lot of fun. So that was in my honorable mentions as well. And I wanted to give it some kudos. So is there any, sh- is there any show? That's one I I wanted to watch and it's one of the keeps falling through the cracks and I've only, I've not seen any of it because I know I'm going to like it just from what I've read about it. Yeah, it's is, fun. Is there any other shows that you guys really wanted to watch that you haven't, that we haven't talked about that you mm. didn't get a chance? The one well, that I really. Blackbird and the Offer. Yes. Yeah, are two that I really wish I would. I I did watch more shows this year than I than last year because every year there's always shows that I'm just like, ah, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. Um, so those two I'm on and Barry. I gotta get. I gotta get on the. I I really think you're gonna love Barry. I know I will. (laughs) I don't know why I haven't watched it. You know, maybe it's because Axel is. The one that I the one that I watched about half an hour of the first episode and I actually was kind of surprised and liked it and I just didn't get back to it because it was a time commitment. Has anybody seen The Sandman on Netflix? No. Oh, yeah. Is it any good? I think my husband watched <laughs> it. I, I didn't finish it. I didn't okay, finish it. graphic novels and I had been looking forward to it. And I, I watched uh, the, the show. I, I don't know. I didn't love it as much as a lot of other people did. Um, yeah. Right. It was frustrating to me. It's one of those things where there's like so much CG between me and the story that's going on that I have a hard uh-huh. time like really connecting with it. Um, but a lot of people liked it. I don't know. I it's just uh didn't quite do it for me. There okay, was kind of a, a weird, like it was almost two seasons in one. Like you kind mm-hmm. of had this one oh, storyline okay. and then there's another one that picked up, and that's when I kind of didn't finish. And then I think there was just one episode, the one that took place in the dimer. Maybe that's in the graphic novel, but I was like, this is just unnecessary. Like, really? This, they have to do this. I was just like, <laughs> well, yeah. It was over the top. And I, I don't know. I, I only watched like the weekend it came out, I watched like the first 20 minutes and I thought, hmm, this has potential. And then I f- kind of filed it away and got busy with something else and never came back to it. And I was like, I wonder if I should finish this or not. Obviously, it wasn't a priority for me, but right. I've seen a lot of my friends that really liked it. So I was curious yeah. if anybody had seen what, watched David, it. All. David Thewlis in that diner episode, though. He's in what of, what of the David weirdest like him. things about it, hold on, um, was, okay, um, the guy who does the voice, Patton Oswalt, who does the mm. voice of Remy in uh, Ratatouille. Yep. And you know, his his wife put together the Golden State murder stuff. And yep. Um oh, so Golden he's State. also the voice of like a crow or something in the Sandman. And it's just so like bizarre. I keep expecting like a little Remy to march. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's a very like off-putting in a strange way. I'm like, oh my God, I heard he was in this. I don't believe he's doing another freaking voice and we don't actually get to see him as a human. It was just mm-hmm. strange. Wait, wait, wait. What is the premise of the Sandman? I feel like there was one of these that I actually did watch. Weird like fantasy thing. world. <laughs> is it like magical. an Egyptian? Well, that might be, you might be thinking of Moon Knight. 
That's oh, the one yeah, I'm thinking. Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. Oh, look at Joe Bear. He knows. <laughs> oh, hold so on thank second. you. I was like, 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 wait, to... maybe Moon I did Moon see this. Moon Knight pint glass no. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there that's we go. the one I saw. <laughs> Have you guys ever watched the show from FX, The Bridge? No. Yes. Oh, yes. A lot. That's probably five, ten that years ago. That was ten now, years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what I've been trying to do, well, actually, my wife like saw a preview on ovation and was like oh i recorded a show you might like that we might like and i'm like what is it and the bridge i'm like yeah i watched that 10 years ago i hadn't met you yet that's why but anyway we rewatched the first season and even though i know what was going to happen i think was really into it mm-hmm. and i for and you know in the second season i don't remember at all but like i like going back like we watched the first three seasons of 24 she had never watched 24 and i have stories about 24 about uh go yeah i've heard that the swedish version of the bridge is also very good and i I do want to watch there's now a french british version called the tunnel oh wow yeah really so yeah there's this um older fellow who I see on my walk sometimes and he's big into the mystery shows so we always stop and exchange like (laughs) you've got to watch this he's really trying to get me into Babylon Berlin which I'm struggling to do but um Mm. yeah yeah the bridge is a great show I mean Diana Kruger she's phenomenal and you know she she's an autistic character but they don't mention it until I don't know if they ever mention it I think someone calls her a savant, but you can tell she's, but she is fantastic. Oh, and then also there's another show on Showtime called Don't uh, Let the Right One In. I love the movie, love the remake. I haven't started watching it yet, but that's another one that looks really good and has one of the stars from the bridge. In the, that in the, that did make a few of people's lists too. Yeah, Let the Right One In. Yeah, I haven't, I, we have it on our DVR. But I, I just, you know, we're we're waiting for the right time. Yeah. You know, I, uh, but yeah, no, that looks really good. And I, I, I do love them those movies. They're really, really good. So hopefully I feel like I'm saving those for the winter. I feel like that'd be a good winter show. Yeah, yeah, that you would know, be like the good. Get the, the first snow. Uh-huh. Basically winter now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right yeah i've got like well in la we're, we're getting so, rain yeah. tonight we're getting rain tonight so that's our winter <laughs> but i love rain i love rain so much i'm like i'll go sit on our balcony well you need just, it now <laughs> yeah, well we need a lot of things in this southern california <laughs> anyway but that's for a different pod <laughs> but not um, on our do you find end. Yeah, do you find you're watching more TV shows than movies these days? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big yeah, movie I... guy, but it's it's our I I like to go to the movies a lot. I live in Boston, so there's a lot of theaters around me and I can see a lot oh, of Celtics stuff. and Bruins. And shout out I, last night I went to see Violent Night, which is the David Harbour movie. I don't know if you guys oh, have seen yeah. the trailer for that. I've seen the previews, yeah. Really good, really fun. Uh he's based he's like Santa Claus and Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right right yeah. with some like home alone nixon there really good like throwback to 90s action movies john luguizamo plays like the bad guy uh david harbour is really great in it really fun time you know it's funny because david harbour has been an actor for years and then when stranger things season one hit like then everyone kind of like 
knew who he was and it's amazing yeah. how you know you get actors that have been working for years but they get that one vehicle and it just i mean he was hellboy yeah. and the, you know and it, it's just like it's amazing how that happens but yeah like i it used to be an event going to the movies yeah. and you know and I, I love going to the movies i used to go on opening day uh, or opening whatever i'd go and have uh-huh. to see the movies now it's like yeah it'll be on streaming in two months or whatever and it just sucks because the covid and yeah they kind of changed things um and you know because they were talking about that how pre-covid how I, I don't know if spielberg was in this conversation but how <laughs> would people pay 50 bucks to see a movie at home versus going to the theater you know, and they were talking about, re- and now, I mean, for 20 bucks, you can yeah mm-hmm. get your movies now that are in the theaters. And, you know, well, and it's just... at home, we're not sitting watching little 19 inch TVs anymore either. You got big, right. awesome projection in HD your home. And, yeah, yeah. And you say, it's 8K. not so bad for me. <laughs> like at movie theaters around here aren't so bad for me because the cost isn't too bad here. But if you're in a city and you're t- taking more than one person, you're spending a lot of money to go to the theater. Oh, I live in well, one I mean, of the most expensive yeah. cities in the world. And yeah. It, How much a ticket is it down there, Heath? Like, especially um, if you go to one with like the lounge chairs or whatever, which is becoming yeah, popular it, here. It, like 15 bucks a ticket. Yeah, I'd close say that to 20 yeah. if it's IMAX or yeah. 3D. It's, it's close to that here. And really? I just live in Columbus. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. <laughs> you just need to get smaller, Gina. I my my home th- if I want to go to the fan a fancier theater with recliners and everything, I have to drive about 45 minutes, but it's that's eight bucks. And if wow. I want to go to wow. eight bucks, well, I wish it, it were wait, that. Uh, so well, Jenny, if you say you know she hold on cj hold on. stroud you can get it, in it gets worse than that because there's another theater like that's like two miles from my house number <laughs> it's like an old it's like one of those old hundred year old buildings it's the huge big right. auditorium mm-hmm. and they get first run movies they, i think they're getting avatar next week and it's five bucks and popcorn oh, is two dollars wow. you know what's I funny take, i can take both kids and me and claire and for 20 bucks we can all oh, that's great see yeah. we have one of those in oakland in fact they've often had posts go viral because they put really political uh statements oh. on their marquee but yep. it's amazing and if you're watching something opening weekend they have the pipe organist come out of the thing and so it's oh. all like an old-timey wow. feel and amazing. Oh, yeah the awesome. um the lakeshore theater grand lake theater in oakland it's and it's very beautiful inside like it's very old school but like my dad That's used cool. to go see movies there when he lived in was uh-huh. growing up in south san francisco so it's kind of cool yeah i was in uh colorado visiting a friend and we decided like hey jaws 3d is gonna be out so let's go and i was <laughs> expecting to pay a hundred dollars but it was like was it like movie day like seven bucks or whatever it was actually yeah no, oh yeah that was cheaper that than... national movie day thing yeah i think they that they had i remember you talking about that it was before. like five of us for less than 20 bucks i'm like is this real uh-huh. <laughs> i'm like what but it, it was cool to see because that one of my bucket list things was to see jaws on a movie theater and you know it was 3d it wasn't like great 3d but it was cool but it was nice but i'm i'm i'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, I can understand in 1975 how people were super scared. Nowadays, it's a little different because we've seen so much. Yeah. Um, if, it, if we've it, seen the thing that made that shark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, but like, I just, 
you know, I didn't have the same experience as 1975, but it was so awesome to see it on the big screen. And it just really like, I was just like, like a little kid. Uh, it was so much fun. Um, well, I but, remember, and it wasn't 1975, but it, <laughs> we had, we had HBO when I was, uh, I don't know, in grade school. And uh, Jaws came on HBO and they were watching it and I went to bed because <laughs> I knew it would scare me too much. But it was right. probably like 1981 or 82 and it was right. on HBO and we were watching it on our 19 inch TV. Earlier <laughs> 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 talking about we're not watching it on our right. little TVs anymore, but <laughs> Yeah, I, it was too scary for me to watch even on the little TV. So, yeah, I, I I loved Jaws as a kid. I mean, I I used to be afraid to go in the pool at times, thinking there's a shark in there. <laughs> but I was like, I, I I even rolled up like you know how the old sailors rolled up their cigarettes. I rolled up a pack of cards. Like in my, I mean, I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was, I almost said Frank Brody, but uh, uh, Martin Brody. Uh, yeah, that that movie was a big influence on me, and uh, it was just so fun to see it in the theater. I mean, it just uh, even though I knew what was coming, it was just so enjoyable. It's such a great yeah. made movie. You movies know, like the, that too, when you get to see with a crowd, like everybody's reacting at the same time, and like right. a completely a movie you've seen a hundred times, if you see it in the theater with a bunch of people and everybody's loving it, there's like a you can feel that energy there. You know, one of the funnest movies of all time I went to. And you're gonna laugh. Early '90s, I was in high school. <laughs> Hand that rocks the cradle. I don't know if you remember that fucking movie. That was scary. Yeah. But I was at the edge of my seat, and the whole crowd was going crazy. Oh, it was so much fun. And then, and then, like, I went to see um, Basic Instinct <laughs> in the theater, and that was my first date with my high school girlfriend. And then that was a stone crotch shot. That was around the time Pee Wee Herman got busted in a triple X theater for whacking off. And then in the middle of Basic Instinct, someone goes, I feel like Pee Wee Herman. Like those experiences, like when you're so innocent before the internet, like it was oh oh my god, it was so true, true. Large Marge sent him. (laughs) You know, the other when you were talking about the TVs and movie, like versus movie, part of it too, I think, is that like I'm thinking back to like this summer, Stranger Things come out. Am I gonna? Would I rather spend two hours watching Stranger Things or would I rather go spend two or three and a half hours because it takes time to get there to go see Thor or when I can wait and see Thor in two months when it's on Disney Plus and then watch Stranger Things? I mean, it's TV has gotten so much better over the last few years, not saying it's better than movies, but just overall in general, there's so much good TV. It's easy to stay home and watch it. It's become it's it's become the norm. I mean, because mm-hmm. you have big stars doing TV shows, mm-hmm. even if it's limited, like Kate Winslet doing Mayor of Easttown. I was in. I was like sucked in. That was one of my top shows last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like Julia Roberts went on her run a little bit. Nicole Kidman with mm-hmm. the Nine Perfect Strangers or whatever. I mean, it's just become like, ooh, can we for two nights binge a show or go yeah. out to the theater? Now, my wife's very old school like me. Like, we love dressing up and going out to dinner and going out to it. But it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, 
there's so there's not many movies for us to like like it it, it it hurts me in a way because i love going to the movies and losing myself but it's so easy just to oh netflix like tonight like she's a, i sent her out shopping today so i could do the podcast <laughs> and when she comes back we're going to do like a double feature so we we're looking at oh netflix we're going to watch emily the criminal and then uh and then the Alice and Janney taken movie, whatever that's called. Um yeah. you know, you know, I, it looks looks pretty good, but it's like yeah, we just let's... watched Bullet Train earlier. Yeah, we watched that the we we rented it when it was down to five ninety nine. Well, <laughs> it was on uh Netflix. It was on Netflix. Oh, is it on Netflix? Yeah. Oh. Damn, yeah, I should have waited. We, another that was fun. That was a kind of a we, fun movie. We watched fun that earlier. Movie. Yeah. And then my husband put, and it was so funny to me. And they are similar, but when we were watching Bullet Train, I kept thinking about Gunpowder Milkshake, <laughs> and then that's the next thing he put on, and it was so funny to me because he had no idea that I was thinking that. Because I had not said a word about it, but I had thought of that movie several times while we were watching the other movie. And then, lo and behold, next thing he puts on, Gunpowder Milkshake. And hes I was like, why are you putting that on? You've watched it a million times. I haven't watched it a million times. I said, I know you've watched it several times because I've watched it at least twice with you. (laughs) Anyway. I had a question. So I know, Joe, you had it on your list. And I think at least one other person, maybe it was Heath, had it on his list, the the White Lotus. So I had it on my top 10 last year. It was tied with Nine Perfect Strangers for my number nine or uh, my number 10. I, uh, I hesitated to watch it this season because I felt like it was kind of one of those shows to me that was kind of one and done, but clearly it wasn't one and done because they put a second season out (laughs) and I know it was on your list and it was on others lists. So sell it to me if you would. Sure, Andy, have you watched it at all? I watched the first season and I really didn't care for the first season, but I love Aubrey Plaza and she, I, that's the, I haven't watched season two, but that's the one reason that's convincing me to maybe watch it. Yeah. Or so I, I like I season two more than season one. Uh, okay. Part of that, you know, season one was a very much a COVID show. Like they were all filming in that one location. So it's, and I kind of like the setup of a bunch of people in a hotel and something happens or just like the kind of, I just mm-hmm. like that setup in general, but season two, cause they're in Italy and they're, going like all over the place the scenery is beautiful the show is great the music's good but the uh the drama between the characters is also uh really good and so they're it's kind not of the, just all like in a resort like they were in they the are season. but they they go on little field trips they branch out. italy yeah. okay heath are you watching white lotus oh yeah yeah you know so i never saw the first season yeah. my wife was doing the marathon and i kind of peeked in i'm like ah this show's awful and then season two came out, and I was like, oh, Michael Imperioli, Aubrey Plaza. And I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good. Started Who's watching Aubrey it. Plaza? Please tell me who she She's is. Great. Par- Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, you know who was. I've only, I've seen episodes of Chris that, Pratt's, but I've never followed Chris it. Chris Pratt's girlfriend in Art Parks and Rec. i have to look her up. You'll recognize but her the second you see her. Season two of White Lotus, like, 
I'm not going to say it's not action filled, but you're watching this and you get sucked into the Italian yeah. scenery. You get sucked into the storylines. I fucking love this show. Yeah. That's why it was like number six on my list. Yeah, um, I, I, it was on my list too. I think a little recency bias, but it's also kind of, uh, it's fun. You know, it's like a, a it a, is. It's not the kind of show I normally would watch necessarily, or the kind 100%. of story that I would watch. So mm-hmm. I found myself, you know, and I'm always watching it like with the drinking with a bottle of wine, like <laughs> just hanging out, like <laughs> being a suburban mom or something. But I like love the, <laughs> you know, I found myself getting nervous about it and like the the little details and all that kind of stuff. It's it's oh, good it's for great. what it is, I think. And it's, and there's a lot of actresses in this that I've never seen before that I think are like stars yeah yeah i, I love mean, white lotus that's what oh my god about right it's so good Axel. yeah i th- i love yeah white, i asked white. him to sell it to me yeah. because you know i liked the first season but as i said before i felt like it was a one and done i didn't think it needed to it was supposed to be you know what, jenny i think that this season is actually a bit more transgressive it's a bit more like mike white's other and earlier work. The first time I came to know him was from a movie called Chuck and Buck, which if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's yeah. fantastic. It, it'll it shock you. It's, it's kind of weirdly heartwarming, but creepy mm-hmm. in other ways, but he is a singular Kind of like talent. these podcasts. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like Axel's ribs, uh, which would be delicious. Sit here two and a half hours later. Um, but yeah, I think White Lotus season two is, I, I it wasn't on my list. Joe, you mentioned recency bias. I think I had reverse recency bias in my list where I was kind of like not putting things on that just were, uh, that just were premiered. And that's one of them that would be, um, I think in another, if I wait six months, that would probably crack my top 10, maybe. Is it the finale is yeah. this week, isn't it? Is yeah, it is it's Sunday, yeah. And that's, that's what, what I, I love. I'm, I'm obsessed with it, Axel. Like, I love that and this is not a mystery. Show. You don't even know who's dead. I don't right. even care about that. Yeah, I don't I even Me care too. about that. Like, I'm going to have love, to check it out. Yeah. Like, Theo, <laughs> Pads, uh, yeah, you Jenny, guys you will love Theo James in the Divergent series on this cop show I liked, Golden Boy. He's oh, yeah. our, he's my dude from the Mayans. All of them's in it. Yeah, you Theo Theo is hot, sexy, and ready to go. And this Jimmy's about to fall over. <laughs> and you will. Nah, this is I mean, he's like he's in the Mayans. Just, like, I mean, I I looked up the White Lotus in Sicily, and we're gonna go in a couple of years. Oh like, yeah. I I have been to Italy, not to Sicily, but Italy, and it's beautiful. So oh, you you said that about the Italian scenery, and I'm like, yeah, I know it's it, really it is, beautiful there. Let so. me tell you. Well, watch, yeah, watch an episode or two, you'll figure. And it, F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, he's that great. dude. He's great. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. so. Michael Imperioli. I think uh, that the the young, these Italian actresses, the young Axel woman. That's phenomenal. what I was going to mention. Okay. The young Italian actress, not the singer. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. her friend. You know, yeah, her, I yeah, think her, she's yeah. going to be a big star. Oh, because hundred percent, she is not she only gorgeous, is, but what an actress too. She is phenomenal. I love her. Yeah, um, I was just like, Great like show. this cast. I love this cast. And uh, was it? Mary Stu Richardson, what's her name? She's been in a lot of teen movies. She plays Jennifer Coolidge's assistant. 
Oh, uh, Haley, yes. Haley, Haley, not Haley Joel Wasserman. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, Haley Lou Richardson, I think. Hey, yeah. She, she, I am, I am like, honestly, like, law. No, no, no. I'm going to say love because I'm in love, love with Jenny more. Oh, okay. Because, Whoa. I know. Is romance. Hey, this is hey, like GMA3. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, she, she's so cool. I love her. She's great. Yeah. It's a great show. Um, I did want to say one thing about that show, and I just want to ask, without spoiling Solo, because Brett's mad at us about 1899. I'll cut it out of the podcast. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Brett. I do want to ask you, just everyone just give a nod. Okay, so Solo and Joe. When it was revealed about a certain relationship not being what we thought it was, Mm Mm-hmm. Did you feel like that was supposed to be a surprise or did you think that's what it was from the very beginning when you met these people? Because I was not surprised at all. I, wa- I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. How about you, Joe? Uh, there's a few reveals like that, but a couple episodes ago, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't surprised Uncle. necessarily. Uncle. Yeah. Is that the one you talk about, yeah. Axel? No. Uncle. And the way that the way that it was presented was a little bit like the most dramatic thing in the world. Yes. And it was kind of, that's why I was I'm kind asking. of like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that wasn't a huge shocker for me. Okay. Yeah, because I felt it was a little strange the way. Well, when we when we get to the next episode, it's not actually that. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. treated as such a huge deal, but right, it gives right. us clues to things. But I felt like that's what I mean about transgressive. Is I think that's kind of Mike White likes to play with that kind of stuff, relationships, no, and sexuality, cause... and. At that first like party on the beach where they come. Yeah. yeah. And he's there's like a three second shot of him talking to him. Oh yeah, and you you picked it up. You you knew, you yeah. knew. Like great like, show. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny's cracking up over something. I know. Jenny's like <laughs> Because know. you're like him talking to him if you have not watched this show you have no freaking clue yep. what i'm with you jenny I, yeah it's i'm completely Good. gone lost <laughs> we accomplished the goal okay yeah yeah we're cryptic sorry brett for spoiling <laughs> what do we spoil brett on no he saw it already but um, <clears throat> you had mentioned life on mars something about yeah let's life on mars that too much blah 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 yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to have to edit again. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, probably going to have to split this into two podcasts because nah. it's really long. Nah, this Not was, as long as last fun. year. Was it last year like five hours? It, it, it was over three hours. Yep. We're at 220 now, but I don't want to oh. end the podcast. Solo, is there anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> Did, G- did Gina just like? She yeah, she had to go. She she had to go. She communicated to us in the chat. Yep. Okay. I did not She's at that. Dragonstone right now. Um, <laughs> no, we. Uh, I don't know if I have anything else to be honest. Okay. American. No, Axel. Axel, while we, while you were uh, having your little midnight snack there, I asked everybody else: Was there anything? Any shows that you wanted to watch that you didn't get a chance to see this year? Um, And that you're planning on still watching like in the near future? On that list would be The Bear, definitely. That was already on my list. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I just recently finished the last couple episodes of The Gilded Age from this year, which I really liked a lot. 
and I was very happy about how it ended, how the, how the season wrapped up. It was a lot less dramatically messy than I thought it was going to be. So that made me happy. And man, the, what they did to make that show, the, the, the production design is Where is that show available, Axel? HBO. Okay. Um, yeah, because that's isn't that's the Downton Abbey creators did yeah, that one, right? Yep, or some of them did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I'm still everyone's still telling me that, it, that we didn't mention it. it wasn't a new ep, new season this year, but everybody's telling me I still I'm still going to try to watch Succession again because I Do know it. everybody loves it. I'm going to give it. So I've never shot. seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah, I'll give it's it. It's good. But other than that, you know what? You know me, Andy. I'm up late building Lego and and yeah. at night. So I always I've tried every. I don't know if there's any shows that I I started American Gigolo and I'm going to continue it. Come on, Johnny Burnfall, yeah. baby. First episode. It's a good I'm on show. The second episode. I really like that show. That was it's, really it, good. I mean, if you don't listen to Call Me by Blondie over and over yeah. again after That's what watching Gina the show. Said. Is that what she said? <laughs> yep. Call me, and he and you and she also mentioned something which I thought was great too is how much heart <laughs> he has on that show. Yes, and it's he really is... a, it's very interesting because so much of television, rightfully <laughs> so, over the last five or six years has been about women's experiences with sexuality or maybe bad experience maybe too much of tv is about mm -hmm. women and their bad ex and this really centers on a man and his experiences his negative experiences with sexuality and how that affected him oh and no I the show that that was great. really interesting the way they kind of turn that because the original movie doesn't with richard gear and it 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 does it gets into that, but that's a layer. That's not up on top. Right. No, this this yeah. this show, they really and Bernthal's He's amazing. Fantastic. He's a great so he, is great. I gotta give a shout out here because the podcast that you mentioned a long, long time ago, you must remember this. Yeah. Oh yeah. She she did at least an episode about she had talked about it was in one of her series about American Gigolo yeah. and it was really interesting you know the movie who, and it was really that's interesting. A, it's a great podcast. Katarina yeah. is her name, right? K Karina Long. Oh, Karina Long. You know who her um actually she married was, to Ryan Johnson. Yes, that's what I was gonna the director. say. She was interviewed for when Mike and Brothers I were working Bloom. on that World of Video doc, which Mike is still working on, she's interviewed for it. Um I, I it, love that podcast. So yeah, it's thanks a good one. for it's been going on it. for years, man. Yeah. The uh, speaking of John Bernthal, among many other people, he has an amazing cameo small role in The Bear. Another oh, reason oh, to watch oh. The Bear. Nice. The Bear's really good. All right. I'm he is, and he is awesome in it, and it's not a typical John Bernthal role he plays. All right, dude. Ever since Walking Dead, he blew up. I mean, Was blew it, up. Did they ever? Uh, the funniest thing about The Walking Dead, and I don't think this is a spoiler at this point. Is if you watch that, all you think about is how his character was right about everything, and they <laughs> offed him for no good reason. Right? Rick was totally wrong. He knew what the future was going to be, and he was right. And if he had been the leader of that group, the show would have been over in, in season two <laughs> because he would have protected them all, <laughs> unlike Never Rick and it. Carl. That's Carl all I got to say about The Walking Dead. What was his name in The Walking Dead again? 
Rick? Shane. Shane. Or Shane, yeah. Shane, yeah. Shane, uh, I want to get a t-shirt yeah. that says Shane was right. And then on the back it says <laughs> Carl. And then DVR podcast. Yeah, I still still I tuned in to the last season of that dumb show. I still tuned in I, and checked I in with it. I, I, as soon as uh as soon as Rick left the show, I, I watched like two more episodes after that and I'm like, I'm done. I stopped then, right before they were doing some season premiere on a bridge moving something. Okay. But like that a was, movie yeah. Yeah, a movie I did with uh Ross Marquand, who's on that show as a regular. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did a film with him down in Dangerous. So when he became a regular, I was so excited. So I was watching, you know. Yeah, he, but, he still is. He's still yeah. on the show. But even didn't, yeah, he made it to the end, didn't he? Yep. I think well, he's going to yeah. end up on one of the spinoffs. I mean, they're doing oh, cool. like three spinoffs. Yeah, dude. He, what a fucking cool dude. Um, like such a good guy. And and like when he got Walking Dead, I remember I was texting him, and it was like he's like, yeah, man. Hopefully, you know. And it freaking. Good for and him. then he's also a voice on the Avengers. I was going to say, didn't well, didn't he do the voice of Red Skull in Endgame? Yeah, and, Red Skull. Yeah, or he in does, Infinity War. Ross yeah. does amazing impersonations. He was on Jimmy Kimmel Live doing De Niro, walking. I've, I've seen that video. It's amazing. Dude, he's, he's a talent, but what a good dude. And that's why I was like, I was watching for him. And then eventually I'll go back. But he, he, he's what a great actor. So yeah. all I'm right, sure somebody people. on YouTube has made a super cut. All his scenes. You can just, just watch that. Then you don't have to watch, stretch yeah, through all the rest of it. Dude, He's unbelievable. All right, peoples. I think we've reached the end of the podcast. Solo. Can we end the podcast? Um, Jenny. Yes. Yes. Okay. Me, me and Jenny are ready for naps. I want to thank. I want to go make dinner. Ooh, oh. I ate ribs already. I want to thank Gina for being on. I want to thank Jenny. For Jenny and her inhaler for being on. <laughs> My inhaler. <laughs> um, I want to thank Joe. Joe, it's beautiful to see you. We got to get you on yeah, again soon. Yeah, it was still, nice to meet you, Joe. Nice to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, we still got to do a catch up with you, me, and Heath. We'll still try. Yeah, to work that we got to do that. Andy, thank you for the stats. Thank you for your hard work. We really appreciate you, brother. You are the man, Heath Solo. I love you. You're amazing. You're special. You're wonderful. You're you're you're, you're more talented than Ross Marquant. I'll tell you that. Okay? <laughs> I'm not, but you know what? You're in the Black Lodge right now because right. Bubba should have yes, been he here. Yes, Bubba should have been here. Uh, we want to say. Pissed. I was going to say Bubba. that. I was going to say. I want to. I want to thank Bubba, Julian, Trey, and Mike. They weren't able to make it on. I hope everyone that has listened and watched. Has had a great time. Thank you for everyone that sent in the lists. Oh, yeah. wait, before we go, really quick, oh. give us Lachlan and Luke's list. Yeah, let's can. do it. Yeah. Yes. And Lady right. Solos. Lady Solos, too. My wife. Okay. Yeah. Let me give me a second here. Okay. As, as Andy's like, looking, I was not I'm going to prepared. People. I want to thank Brett for being in the chat. I want to thank Mike for being in the chat. I want to thank Grandpa James for being in the chat. Oh, James. You're the best. I want to thank everyone for listening this whole year because this is, I think, going to be the last podcast of the year. So this has been a fantastic That's not football year. related. That's not football That's not related. Football True. Related. And uh, I do want to announce that hope Ooh. we are going to be doing season two of Mayor of Kingstown. That's coming out in the middle of January. And then hopefully within that time, I will be moving and have a new podcast studio and when I do have a new podcast studio, You're I will moving? be doing 
Yeah, we're going to be moving to Eugene. And uh, doesn't it be... doesn't it feel like someone's got a gun to Axel's head and he's reading a hostage negotiation? <laughs> the TV. <laughs> like, Did yes, it feel TV that way when I was reading will... my list? I was straight up reading it Wait, off of on this. On shit I should I just had write out. I I don't have time to cut out the newspaper were <laughs> letters to put it on the screen. Help me. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I will. I am planning 2023 will be many more podcasts here. Andy looks like he's ready. Okay. Well, what I was going to say too, I, I won't read everybody's list, but I maybe should just say thank you to all the people that yes, sent them. Please do. Mike, yeah. we got Mike, uh, my wife, Claire, lady solo, uh, Casey Fuller, Brett's wife, Brett also sent one in Perry, Sean, Manny, Bill, Janet, Dennis, Peter, Anthony, Bubba, and Trey, and besides the rest Janet of us that have from already. Three's company. Thank you, <laughs> ja- Jackson. Janet Jackson, I think. Three's company. Um, if you're nasty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jenny, <laughs> you remember Janet uh, from uh, from Lost, man? From oh, the I Lost know. Day. I, Fizzlehoff. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love okay. Fizzlehoff. Love Fizzlehoff. To, to finish things off. Luke's list, he has three or four shows. Number one, Bluey, which actually is an amazing show. If you're a parent, even it's eight minute episodes. It's actually really, really, really good. Oh, eight minutes. Disney Plus. Uh, David Beckham's Save Our Squad. He tries (laughs) to save a soccer team, also on Disney Plus. Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. Nice. Obviously, also on Disney Plus. And a show called Out There with Jack Randall. Jack Randall is like a protege of the Crocodile Hunter. Nice. So he always goes out into these places and explores animals. Nice. Lachlan's list. Number one, Fresh, Fried, and Crispy. Netflix <laughs> Number two. Is that watching his, cooking show? Okay. His, son, his dad cooking ribs? Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. crispy. I'm fried, too. <laughs> Number two, Death by Magic. Number three, this show I've never heard of, but it sounds very interesting. Snack versus Chef. No, these are all Netflix shows. He loves Netflix. Okay. Number four, Wednesday, which I also want to check out. I've heard it's not actually too it, bad. It, it's good. It's My fun. niece is watching it's that fun. show. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's really cute. I recommend it. It's She's, fun. The it's lead a really is fantastic. Watch. Yeah. And number five, Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Yep. All right. Nice. So, so those, are you are... doing like a fake clap or are you just not making noise? Because I'm not hearing the noise. Oh. Is that like an L.A. thing? <laughs> no, I, like when I, I clap, clapping. does it make noise? I don't hear the I noise, mean, though. Axel, I don't have the clap, but I'm clapping. Oh, okay. Clapper, <laughs> clap on. All right. Clapper. Okay, <laughs> now wait. Making noise? Is that it? Are That's it. All right. Oh, is Lady Solo's Lady list? Solo's oh, list. yeah. Well, we can read her list Freaking off. Freaking Ando. Star City Murders. Star City Murders. Star City Murders, Murders bitches. One, one through ten. Uh, give me just a second. Here we go. Number ten, Old Man. Number nine, American Gigolo. Number eight, Yellowstone. Number seven, Ninety Day Fiance. Yes. Number six, Cleaning Lady. Oh. Number five, Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Number four, The Watcher. Number three, Tokyo Vice. Number two, the flight attendant, and number one, shining girls. Nice, lady solo. Nice. Good list. Lady solo. I'm so far behind on Yellowstone this season. I just haven't been able to kind of get into it. Yeah, like, I don't know why. I got to get not, into it. I just got to put it on. I've heard this season is good, not that good. It's, it's not. 
it's it's rolling over a lot it's, it's not yeah. progressing at the pace at which it should yeah and some of the characters are yeah. getting repetitive storylines that's how i feel. They, they they missed the boat when everyone got it when they in the last two minutes of a finale everyone like blew up and got shot and they missed the boat on capitalizing on that i agree with and, you so and well. And they really did. And all right, Beth. I, I love yeah, I Beth, but it's too much. Show some growth, girl. I agree. Yes, yeah, I love it's... Beth too. However, she needs to grow a little yeah, bit. I know. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's just there's a lot of episodes where she remembers something bad she did, and she's like, oh, "I'm sorry." And then two minutes later, <laughs> she's the worst person in the world again. Oh, she's right. starting a bar right. fight. That's yeah. the thing. She. Beth needs, and the thing is, like, that's not the character's fault. That's the writer's fault. I agree. 100%. Because Beth, I mean, the actor. I blame Ross Marquand, but that's just my You know, I kind of do blame Ross on that one. (laughs) All Um, right. This podcast is over, people, okay? Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for coming on. You are all wonderful. You are all beautiful. But I'm going to say goodbye now. Love to you Axel all. needs to make some more ribs. I'm going to go have my third rib. Welcome to East New York. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs>